the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 Basketball Facility in Rockland, California. It's About That Life Podcast with your host, Coach C. Collins and Coach MJ. It's starting. Three, two, one. Let's go. Hey, this is Coach C. Collins, and I'm joined by special co-host, uh, uh, guest host today, Coach Imhotet Amin-Ra. Chris. What's up? <laughs> Let's get something out the way. What's up? Okay, we were in a group chat. Oh, here we go, man. See, why are you going to start already? We, even, start, just, we, we can't even get past already. the intro? Just saying, man. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. What, what do you have to say? Uh, I'm looking at the table. Mm-hmm. I see candy. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Different flavors, all that stuff. Yeah, star. For some star. reason, though. Oh, my God. We're going to go to this. I don't see green M&Ms. Again, folks. Ooh. I love Chris, but nah. Got to get, got to get your green M and M. Yeah, that'd be nice. <sighs> we'll work on that later. You got the pink starburst. <laughs> pink starburst don't work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't work. Well, this well, guy. well, I appreciate you, Ted, for being here. Hey, man, you know I try. Uh, just for those who are listening, and uh, uh, obviously Mark's usually here. Um, he's in San Diego on a trip with. Um, uh, MJ, uh, they're doing some training, doing some good stuff, getting ready for San Jose State. So big shout out to uh, uh, Coach Mark and MJ. Um, he will be back next week. Uh, it's just been a long minute since I was able to kind of get an episode out to everybody. Uh, my sponsors are kind of on my back. And <laughs> so everybody else uh, has been kind of hitting me up saying, hey, man, like when are you going to do another episode? So we wanted to get you guys a good episode talking about July, talking about the live period update you on things going on with myself and just the culture shift in AAU basketball and just different perspectives. So, you know, for those who've been listening and supporting, uh, following the Patreon, it's much appreciated. Um, if you're new to this, more than likely, if you're just seeing this for the first time, 80% of you are not subscribed or you're not following. So if you can hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, it's really appreciated. One small click for you is a big help for us. You know, um, we got a social media, you know, hit up the uh, IG. That's an easy thing right there. Hit that follow there. Trying to get it to 1K subscri- or, uh, subscribers, followers. Every little step, you know, we're just trying to grow the program and dr- grow the brand. But those who've been rocking with me and uh, rocking with us since day one, it's really appreciated by myself, Mark, and Ty. Um, Ted, again, thanks for taking the time to come out here and be my co-host, my guest host for this uh, for this episode. Yeah, man. We're on uh, episode 24. Um you know, didn't uh, didn't know it was gonna be like this. Uh, Ty, did you think we we keep pushing like this? Doing big things. We're over a year, man. Over yeah, a year. It's been over a year, Kobe. man. Almost up on a year and a half. Yeah, man. You Doing know, Kobe rest, numbers. Yeah, exactly. Just go say that. Rest in peace, Kobe, man. We we we're very lucky and blessed. And um, you know, again, like I was talking about it before the show. A lot of this for me is just it's just kind of therapeutic. It's fun. It's just good to kind of sit down and decompress and just talk basketball with my friends and different people's journeys and things like that so so it's really been really cool to just have this have this platform to vocalize what i'm seeing um uh, you know as usual we're gonna have some great topics i got a great guest for the show um get to him in a sec first uh let me give a shout out to my sponsors uh dr dish uh best shooting machine on the planet best shooting machine on the market they have a range of varieties they have the home version they have the all-star version the rebel um i suggest you guys check them out let them know about that life podcast send you and they'll hook you up with a cool discount um i i personally use their machines um we've uh 
going to have their machines in our club, you know, um, using them pretty consistently. Um, everyone I know, including myself, has shown drastic improvements when using it. The home version seems to be the most affordable. It's they have monthly programs to where you could pay, I think, like 20 bucks a month and you could pay it off. So I definitely suggest jumping on that. Also want to give a shout out to my uh, other sponsor, uh, Courtside Basketball. Um, uh, OJ, if you're looking for uh, basketball tournaments in the Rockland area, Courtside Basketball is a great place to look up. They have good competitive tournaments uh, for those who uh, are just looking for, you know, good basketball, good AU basketball to play. They have multiple divisions, multiple levels. OJ's a good dude. Let him know Chris Collins sent you. Also, uh, shout out to my other sponsor, uh, West Coast Takeover in DeMario. Um, if you're looking for tournaments in the Sacramento area, um, obviously, with a, I, I would say personally, with a little bit more edge, a little bit tougher competition, you definitely should hit him up. Um, he has locations at the Sac Soldiers Gym location. Also, um, he he sometimes gets access to American River College, um, sometimes even Capital Christian uh, High School. So definitely a guy to check out and look at on that one. Uh, also, my other sponsor, West Coast Legends. Uh, hit up Danae or Marcus if you need custom uniforms, you need embroidery, sublimation, screen printing, graphic, logo design, banners, flyers, apparel, anything that is associated with clothing, garments, athletics, they got you. They'll hook you up. Their website and all this stuff will be connected in the links. And last but not least is Zenify. Um, their uh, marketing program, uh, they uh, basically help create your business and make um make it internet friendly. Uh, they have very good interactive sites. They have a team of people that know business. They've been doing it for 10 plus years. Um, it's a, uh, Montel, it's a Sajan's family. That's oh, their company. Sajin. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Sajan's yeah, their case. It's, it's their company. Sajin. Yeah. And shout out to Sajan and Dell and Sonny, uh, great people, great family. Um, and Sajan, great athlete, great basketball player, a lot of potential with that kid. Um, absolutely with my sponsors out the way, uh, let's get to our guests. So, my guess is not just a basketball coach and director, but he's also a longtime friend of mine. Known him for about 15 plus years now, right? Somewhere around there. Closer to 20, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, been a long time, man. Uh, funny enough, well, like uh, the two brothers I'm in this room with right now got about 15 to 20 years plus uh, friendship or uh, whatever we can call or whatever me and Ted are at this point, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, brother. There you go. That's a good word for it. Uh, but we have a, we've literally, um, grown together through the game of basketball. We've, um, learned through the game of basketball and, and, and it's kept us unified. And, and now we just use our love and our passion to, uh, keep teaching and keep helping and keep just trying to improve, uh, quality of life with the game of basketball. So um, it's just really good and uh, really appreciated. Um, without further ado, let me introduce Coach Mattel. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for being here, brother. You Appreciate know. you having me. Oh, no problem, man. And uh, uh, oh, so in case people are listening and don't know, because I'm kind of assuming like people know, but he, his, he is the director of a program called Control Chaos. Um, we're going to get through the history of that. I'm going to kind of let him take the reins, introduce himself, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about um, your who background and how long you've been coaching and doing your thing, and then we'll go from there. All right. <clears throat> Make sure you're talking to, Talk, talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. I've been coaching um, about 12 years now. Uh, I started off with recreational, you know, camps, summer camps, um, 
anything that was able to help the youth out, I was, you know, all for it. And then, uh, you know, it makes things easier when you got great people like, you know, Coach Ted, Coach Chris, uh, Coach Charles, uh, great Coach people. Derek. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Let me cut you off. Yeah. Great people like Coach Chris. <laughs> see, <laughs> yeah, I see. You I'm already like, had okay, to start. Okay, mine is Coach Chris. I'm not a great person. <laughs> I can't be a great <laughs> person. You don't give me my M and M's, bro. Uh, <laughs> this is what? That's number five. Number it's four. Oh my gosh, that might be. And he always showing up with 45 seconds Man. left to warm up and hoops. <laughs> that is true. You know, it's crazy. I'm there though. Yeah, but on back to what I was saying again, man. That's that's what made them great people, though. You know, you can always uh, be serious, but at the same time be funny, but at the same time be serious. Uh, you know, rec is obviously completely different than you know high competitive travel basketball. So you know, I know the game of basketball. Um, I played all four years of high school, three year varsity starter. Um, which uh, which high school? Just in uh, case. I went to Galileo my first year, and then okay. I transferred to. Uh, I'm adopted, by the way, but I transferred out to Sonoma County. Played for Rancho Cotati High School. Um, had multiple scholarships, but didn't have the grades. Didn't have the right people behind me to to understand what student athlete was. But I'm not going to make it, you know, towards me. I'm just giving you a little bit about me. So uh, I went to Santa Rosa Junior College. Uh, started. You know, went to state finals, did the whole thing, you know, def defensive uh, player of the year in the conference, all that good stuff. Nice. Then uh, transferred, went over to Cal State Hayward, which is Cal State East Bay. East now. Bay, that's yeah, East, East Bay. Bay. Um, that, that, I'm not going to tell you my age, but I think you kind of know now. But uh, <laughs> yep. I got, you know, sold a dream there. Didn't work out, so I transferred back home to Sonoma State. That's why I finished up my high school, or not my high school, excuse me, but my college career. Then I played uh, professionally for a good, almost like three years, you know, nice. ABA and, you know, all that good stuff, Pro-Am. Um, it just, at the end of the day, man, you're getting older. So I decided to, to pick a different path, you know, start having kids and settle down with my wife and all that good stuff. But uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. But get back to me, I've been coaching AAU now for six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, three with uh, Hot Shots Elite, which is courtside across the street. But then um, I started my own program three years ago called Control Chaos. Um, it, it, it's a meaning behind the name. Um, my style growing up was always wanting to compete and be competitive. And uh, my uncle always used to tell me, you know, bring out that chaos, man. Be chaotic, you know what I mean? But under control. So uh, when it was time for me to, you know, step away, um, a different chapter in my life, um, you know, start believing in my own self and my own, you know, schemes and philosophies, you know, philosophies and all that good stuff. I took a leap of faith and uh, I had a conversation with my wife. She's like, well, what are you going to call your program name? And I was going to say, you know, uh, you know, MKG Academy, which is, you know, Montel Casanova Galati. But I was like, I ain't gonna have nobody call it. Too much. That's too much. So I was like, Nah, I'm cool with that. Right. And then um, I slept on it, and uh, no joke, just just the dead honest truth. I had a dream with my aunt telling me, "Hey man, call Control Chaos." And then um, you know, splash for your uncle, man. Yeah, for sure, splash for sure. Um, shout out to Mario Newton, man. <laughs> Love you. East Oakland in the building. By yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just so you know. It's not North. It's not North, but hey, it's all the same, right? Yeah. I got you. So uh, I did that, and um, 
I was talking to you know when I left my old program. Um, nothing, nothing, nothing. That mic's know, catching some of the wind. Nothing bad to the, say yeah. at all. You know, it's all learning experiences, man. I learned a lot of good stuff. I would have never met Coach Ted if I wasn't at that program. Uh, Coach Charles, Coach Derek, like I said, I mean, Rebecca, there was a lot of good people there. It was just time for me to move on, you know, and, and start my own chapter in life. So, um, you know, doing that, you know, some of the players that came over with me, uh, you know, obviously I, I wanted their opinion on things because, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a guy that that's loyal. I'm a guy that that, you know, show you passion and, and show you the respect that you deserve. Because you showing me the same respect at the same time by allowing me to develop your kid. You know what I'm saying? On and off the court. I don't just preach just winning. You know, it's bigger than basketball. So, um, you know, Ernell was like, shout out to Ernell. He was like, Coach Mo, why don't you call it controlled case? I'm like, no, that's too long. Right. Like, how about we just call it controlled chaos? Yeah, there you go. He was like, I like that vibe. I'm yeah. like, all right. From there on, man, that's that's how Control Chaos got started. Um, it, it's had its ups and downs, don't get me wrong, but the good always, always the bad. You know what I mean? I had to learn on my own um, to obviously hate to use this word when it comes to AAU, but it is a business. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like, you know, you, you, you spend more time in that gym than you are at home. So, you know, you, you kind of want to, you know, let the parents know you serious about this, but at the same time, you got to eat too. Right. You know, and that's that's the terrible part about it. It's like when you when you give out these, you know, the season contracts and all this, state and the season fees and all that. Everything right. sound good until they see that that, yep. that last part, and you like, man, I ain't got you no more. Or right. or you you can tell like right right then and there once once you let them know what's going on. But I I'm very blessed you know, to have the parents that I have, you know, on all three of my teams right now. I started with one team. Um, even through the pandemic right now, you know, my goal was to have at least five, but God had a different plan. So, you know, as far as me, you know, being on my own and and, and running my own stuff and, and how I do it, it's rough. But, I mean, I don't I don't look at the negative part. I look at the positive part. The positive part is, is, you know, we traveling, we being together, building bonds, you know, you know, seeing, seeing United States. Some of these people ain't never been outside of Roseville, which is crazy to me. Right. But it's right. funny at the same time, because like Chris would tell you, man, before college, man, I ain't never been outside the Bay Area. Man, right. it's just the Bay Area. Right. If it wasn't San Francisco, Oakland, Richmond, Vallejo. Didn't exist. Didn't exist to me until I went over that Golden Gate Bridge when I got adopted. I'm like, where did you, where am I? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. See, yeah. horses and cows. Like, oh, no, this ain't, this ain't yeah. it. Yeah. But to make a long story short, man, it's, you know, I love it. But at the same time, you know, Chris will get into it a little bit later, man. There's a lot of BS behind the scenes. But, you know, I like to stay forward, you know, go you down the path God gave me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't get involved, you know, with all the negatives. Well, I try not to, just put it that way. Um, I'm more about developing my kids, you know. Starting off, I had what people like to call, you know, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The privileged kids, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. we out here in Roseville, you know, Lincoln, where there's money out here, you know. But now I'm starting to, you know, interchange those kids, you know, that come from where I come from. 
I'm bringing them in my program, you know, just to let them know that if I can do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't be me without basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I live and die basketball. I don't even play no more. But at the same time, this is my community. It's a community where my kids, you know, rest their head and go to school at. And this is where their friends are at. And, um, you know, so I, I just... I just woke up one day, you know, didn't even think I was going to coach. You know, I'm in rec. I signed my kids up in first grade, rec ball. Like, all right, I finally get to put the basketball down and watch my kids. Mm -hmm. Man, that lasted about 12 minutes. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I mean? I'm sitting there at practice and, uh, oh, well, that's what it was called on, right. on, 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 on the site. It was a daycare. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they're not even teaching these kids fundamentals. They know nothing. Just run around and... Mom, dad, drop the kid off so they can go do what they do for an hour. Like, nah, that that wasn't me. Right. So uh, I said, I want my money back. Like, get my money back, man. I'll go somewhere else. And at the time, I just moved out to Roseville. So I, I didn't know what was going on, who who knew who, none of that. But uh, Jacob, the owner of Corsair, was like, hey, man, I can't give you your money back. But I heard something about you. I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't know me. Like, what you mean you heard something about me? Right. You used to play basketball, right? I'm like, oh, okay, here we yeah. go. You know, yeah, typical. Yeah, you did play basketball, yep. Yeah. So he was like, how about you, coach? I'm like, uh-uh. And then I look, my wife like, yeah. Yeah, yeah why won't you try it? Try it out. I'm like, I ain't got the patience. Well, nine, well, 12 years later, I got the patience now. Yeah. Man. So that's a little bit more about me. I like to talk a lot, but I uh, appreciate you again having me on the show. I've been well, waiting this is, for... This is your part. You should hold be on, talking. Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. This is your part. Let me, let me finish what I was going to say. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching all these episodes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I've been sitting around for a year. Waiting. Waiting for some light-skinned guy to tell me. Hey, man, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm for saying? For real? Like, 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 like I said, real. it's my brother, man. Like, we didn't yeah. done everything together from the gutter gutter, man. We I, always been loyal man, to each other. I would have so been felt, put you I on the show. I felt disrespected. I would, I would too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I know I told Oh, really? You were the first episode, the first guest. I, I did tell him. I didn't want to coach for him, so maybe that was the reason why. I don't know. You know what I mean? But now, on a serious note, man, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be talked about, and we'll we'll get to that. But, um, again, especially when I, since you're here, I want to give a big shout-out to Coach Tet because uh, he took a leap of faith with, you know, with me as far as coaching on a whole different level than rec coach, you know, Coach Tet, Coach D. Watson, Coach yeah. Charles Gasway. Yep. You guys paved the way, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm pretty sure you guys picked me because you saw my passion for the game. Yep. Um, All right. Again, I wouldn't be in a, in a position where I'm at if it wasn't for this game. So okay. I'll forever, forever be dedicated and loyal to this game. Yeah, very cool. Well, so, well, then you've answered a couple of my questions already, but let's get to this one. So I do remember you starting your journey at Hot Shots, yep. right? That was being, you know, kind of getting your feet wet and whatnot. Um, I wanted you to talk about kind of what was your motivation to, you know, want to expand and go on your own. Like what, what what made you kind of make that push outside of obviously your wife helped make that happen. Well, that was a lot, you, though. But I that's mean, what I'm that, saying. That, that, that was majority. But, um, again, like I said, it's, it's not to, to – 
put shade to to you know a certain place or a certain person. Yeah, because we tried they, to because well, some of you don't right. know, so you understand the history. We I tried to take his team. We tried to bring him on as a coach and have him play, uh, bring his team to YBA and be a YBA team. That's what we had talked about. And then, like you said, you kind of thought to yourself and went your own path, which is totally fine. And I've supported you ever since. I'm just saying, like, you know, what kind of gave you that that thought and motivation to do it? Well, first off, like you said, it was my wife. Uh, well, she was second. God was first. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. Um, I always told myself if I never made it to the NBA – you know what I'm saying? That uh, I'll be a coach counselor. That's what I went to school for. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be a sports counselor until I found out how many math classes you had to have. Yeah. And then that, 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 you said, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, that went down the drain real quick. So, uh, you know, I got a, you know, major in, in sociology and a minor in, you know, sports psychology. That, that's what I went to school for. And uh, it was always in the back of my head, you know, despite, you know, all the negative Negatives that was going on in my life, you know, like I had lost my brother, you know, he got murdered and all that other stuff. But uh, that's the whole reason why I moved out to SAC. And uh, so I was just like, you know what, you know, I've been at this one spot for so long. I felt like it was just time to grow. And I'm pretty sure you know that, like, and you know that tattoo. It's like when you start having them conversations in your head, it's like you know your worth. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I, I can't preach that to my kids if I don't live by that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I want my style. You know, I want to I wanna travel where I want to travel. You know, I want these kids to understand and, you know, buy into, you know, what I'm preaching to them. So it, it, it was more of like, it's let me see if I can do it on my own. Because in 10, 15 years from now, I look back and I didn't take that chance. I got to live with that for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And I, I, it, I wasn't about to do that. You yeah. know, I got, again, I got four kids, you know what I'm saying? Three boys and a beautiful daughter, but they all look up to me. They all play sports, you know what I'm saying? So they, they, they done their research. You know, they, they check my resume. Is, is that the new, that's the thing. That's the new term yeah. out yeah. here. <laughs> check, check the resumes. Yeah, of course. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So oh, the kids will definitely do yeah, that. So they yeah. checked the, they definitely checked that resume. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it came out to exactly what I told them. So it's like, what's a better way to learn from someone that's been through it all? You know what I'm saying? Not just on a court again. I preach it's bigger than basketball. And I will always do that because it truly is. Teach you how to handle adversity. Teach you how to be a team player, be on time. You know what I'm saying? Have a militant uh, schedule. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on, but it's it's. I felt like I was boxed in a little bit. You know what I mean? That's no disrespect once again. Uh, and if you do take disrespect to it, I mean, I mean that's on you. But uh, it was about me. I put me first for the first time ever in my career, and uh, it seemed to work out. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was rough Sounds in the good. beginning. <laughs> it was rough in the beginning, but I got some great parents, man. I got some loyal great parents. Oh, we're gonna talk about you know that word. Too. Okay, then I'll, I'll, word. I'll get into that. Word, little, yeah, we're gonna later. talk about that word a lot. But uh, if it, if it wasn't for my parents, it wouldn't be no control chaos. Very you know cool. what I'm saying my wife. I mean, she's she does all the dirty work. You know what I mean. But at the same time, whenever I doubted myself, she was always like, "Hey." Nah, we ain't doing that. Right. Uh-uh. This is God's plan. It's God's vision. You need to follow it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going I'm to stop now because I okay. want to get to that loyal word. We, we are definitely. You know what I'm saying? So, well, yeah. So AU and, uh, 
you know, Ted, jump in there with this one, too, because I think we all kind of have our opinion of this. So, A, you at this juncture right now, it's kind of sitting in a spot where it's the wild, wild west. You know what I mean? It could be – it's a few factors into it, uh, reclassifications, COVID, um, you know, the structure of it, people kind of rushing it, uh, and we'll get more into that. But it's become kind of the wild, wild west. Excuse me. And – you deal with, you know, coaches cheating, uh, parents holding kids back. Can you say yeah. that again, please? Coaches cheating. Okay. Yeah, that happens. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and the different ways they cheat, you know what I mean? Um, bending, sometimes just flat out breaking the rules. Um, kids being held back several years. You know, you have a sense of entitlement now. You have cloud chasing, trainers hating on each other, organizations hating on each other, coaches hating on each other. Um, you know, I... I can only I can mainly only speak for myself and my experience, obviously, uh, for the for the the position I'm in in YBA and and whatnot and what people have told me and what they think of YBA and things like that. So I'm just curious what's your take, you and Ted's kind of take. And Ted obviously has a different interesting side because he's on the women's side mainly, right? But um the harder side. <laughs> but like yeah. for you, you know, um you know, being a someone who's be, being three guys who've played collegially, who've played high school, who, who've seen the progression of what AAU has become. You know, um, what's your current take on kind of all of it? Hey, you want me to go first? Yeah, see the one of you guys. Oh man, well, uh, I mean, obviously, like anything you do in life, it has its good and it's bad. But like you said, it's a wild, wild west right now. The bad outweighing the good right now. Uh, to me, overall, I'm I'm gonna have to say, like if you ain't about the kids and you are about yourself and and wins and losses for you, it's a joke. You know what I mean? And I've been running, I didn't play numerous of programs and teams. I didn't met some nice some nice coaches, some really good programs. But it's like, man, after the first and second day of competing, <laughs> that championship game. That same team you saw on Friday, <laughs> it's a whole different team on Sunday. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that's crazy because I thought, you know, AAU was supposed to be about the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's no shade to nobody like me. I can say this loud and proudly. Control chaos follows all rules. You know what I'm saying? All kids are being developed. It's not about winning all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I'll throw shade at everybody. Y'all fucked up that y'all cheat. I'll say that though. Chris don't care. Man. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I don't either, but it's yeah. just it's just I say what's on my heart. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to to have these kids buy into what you're saying and what you're doing and development when you know you got 16 year olds playing with 13 year olds and, you know it, it just it ruins the game man like don't get me wrong like if you holding your kid back for academics by all means do yeah, what you even, do hold on hold on hold on do what you do even that should be one year not but three hold on, hold on. You <laughs> so if you one of those parents out there who truly holding your kid back for academics because at the end of the day it's all about school if you one of those kids or parents doing that, I salute you. 
But like Chris said, if you're doing two years, how many? What's the max can you do? Three. <laughs> oh hell nah. So if you got your kid held back three years in a row, man, uh, some maybe you. maybe maybe your kid just didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? And that's no knock to your kid. I mean, at the end of the day, it might be more a knock of you for not pushing your kid hard enough. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm a firm believer uh, of of doing it for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? But as far as what's going on right now, I mean, this can we cuss? Of course we can. Oh, this shit Fuck get this, this, okay. Well, this, <laughs> this, this fucking shit getting out of hand, right? Like it's getting out of hand, man. And uh, it, it makes good guys that run good programs and good teams non-existent because we're preaching something that they're not trying to hear. All they want to hear is when, when can my kid get a scholarship. Well, or a trophy Or a trophy man, Fuck a trophy now man <laughs> I didn't want so many of those Man I'm chasing respect Not for me But for the kids that I coach You know what I'm saying um, You just gotta understand That If it ain't your kid time It ain't your kid time You need to have your kid Put put in more work I have a pleasure of coaching Two of my boys And and people tell you all the time, man, I don't show no favoritisms at all. I'm more, I'm more hard on my damn boys than I am on my own players. You know what I'm saying? Because they know the, the 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 structure, the you know, the foundation that I set, the bar that I set. And if they don't do it, they're not playing. And some people, you know, ask them, like, your dad cold. Like, this is your program. You should be starting. And, you know, it's like my kids and I. I had to earn everything I got. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the best feeling in the world when you walk around with your head high knowing that you did it. No one can take that away from you. So I feel like these coaches, you know what I'm saying, and these parents and shit holding their kids back just for a sport, like that's that's not cool to me. I mean, again, if you're doing it for the right reasons, I know a few people that's holding their kids back for the right reason. But I see them because I coach at middle school ball. So I, I see their grades. Because if you ain't got the damn grades, you're not playing for me. Right. Like, that's period. I don't, give, I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how close I am with your mom or your daddy. Yeah. If, if you ain't getting them grades, you can't play for me. And I think that went down years ago. I think it's more, it's called athlete student now mm-hmm. instead yeah. of student athlete. Yep. And that's not right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I can have mixed feelings about it, but right now, AAU is in a bad place right now. Like it really is. Like when you holding back nine, you ten, you eleven, you now, they how you know how, what they go, what type of player they gonna be, or how how well they develop. Right. You're not giving them a chance. You know what I'm saying? You telling them everything gonna be okay in this world, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? Again, I'm a father and a coach, so. I get, I see both aspects and sides of everything, but it's like, listen, if your kid rather be on Fortnite than go outside for an hour because it's hot to go work on your game, that's on you. That's not on a coach. That's not on a trainer. And I, I know you say you go get into training. Now, yeah, too. we're gonna get on. So you know, I, I'll save that for that part too. And again, it's like I don't toot my horn, Chris, Coach Ted, to tell you I stay in my own lane. But I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't soak up game. Or I don't see what's going on, you know what I'm saying. So um, that's pretty much all I had to say, Coach Ted. If you want to, if you want to uh, add what, in, what's your take, sir? Well, so I'm gonna I'm on the women's high school side, and actually, I think we're gonna start a 
um, like a junior high program. So that's going to cool. actually help us out a little bit, um, getting them earlier. But what I've noticed in junior high in particular on the women's side is that everybody's uh, everybody plays on everybody's team. It's it's the it's different. Like I'm not used to that. I'm used to, um, in fact, because we go to viewing period tournaments all the time. They they say the best teams to watch are the ones that play together. What's well, kind of impossible yeah. if you haven't had years of experience with each other. Facts. You know, so so I I understand why getting different voices is important, yet at the same time you should have a home base. And for me, I for the junior high that's important more than anything. And so if they're able to uh get be at home and play with us let's say sixty percent of the time or seventy percent of the time there's there's chemistry as they grow and as they develop and then by the time they make it get to high school they can make a decision what they want to do if they want to play for me still or if they want to go somewhere else and play for somebody else but at least the chemistry has been built and they play well together and they understand adversity they understand how to get through it like you were saying the adversity part uh, everybody will tell you with stuff that i do i I could care less about winning a game like i just I just don't think a 12-year-old or 11-year-old, um, it matters. Like, it matters Facts. as far as... Moment. As, yeah, for the moment, but in the long term, if they're going to be with me for another seven years, that's one game. I, I'm sorry. Like, we got to take lessons every single game. Uh, we talk a lot about targeting. So, like, that's my program. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really I don't really care about the, the wins and losses. But, it, unfortunately, I've watched, and I watch social media-wise, there's girls playing on all these different teams all the time, which is fine. But it's like they're searching for something. Is yeah. it really fine, though? Yeah. Like, it's not really, but I can't do anything about that. Like, I'm not going to step in and be like, you're wrong for playing for seven different teams. I can tell you, like, well, I don't know, you know. You can have an opinion, but yeah. it's like, that's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. If so it works for you. Not to cut you off, Ted, the reason why I say that, because I just literally had this conversation with one of the kids in my practice yesterday. He's like, coach, man. You know, I always say, hey, man, how was how was those 12 games you played on Saturday? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now, granted, he's a kid that's that's trying to prove his point, you know, as far as his development to me. But at the right. same time, just before the pandemic, if you said, hey, man, I'm interested in your program, but I'm playing with this program, I was like, pick or choose. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm all about development. Right. So, like, when you pay your season fees, it's for a season. It's not month to month with me because I want you to have the opportunity to develop with me through right. the good and the bad. Right. Ch- times has changed now. It's changed. You know what I'm saying? So, now I'm kind of like, okay, it's cool. I'm not cool with it. Right. But I understand that you want your son to get playing time so he can get to the level that you want him to be at. Right. I see that part. Right. But it's like. If you pick that team over my team, then then you got to go. Sure. Because you're not giving me the 100% that you signed up for. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that comes from your intentions. Like, you give everything you have, so you expect the same in return from the parents and the kids. So that's really important because um, it, I have texts from, from parents of that middle school team that they're just really excited for it because they finally get somebody who's committed to them. And then, like, that's it. Like, for the long haul, which is right. – different like i i actually watched a game of kobe bryant's like mamba team i think it was it was like one game on youtube and i was like man these girls are 12 years old like killing it on point (laughs) you know i was i I can't say i was surprised but when hearing the story 
of where they got beat by like 40 and 20 and you just shout out to we are one basketball shout out we are one basketball okay and to see like their growth and and development and to see how they just said we're gonna practice every single day we're gonna take this thing serious i'm committed as kobe bryant as your coach to you for the next x amount of years or whatever like i i want that same model for the kids that i coach and so uh, i'm in a situation where i both right now i'm doing the junior high but before I'm like expected to work miracles in high school. Like I get seniors that are coming to me and it's like, Hey, can you help me out? I'm like you're a senior and it's July. And you talking about August. fundamentals, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, it's hard. It's hard for me to say, well, how do I, how do I take, you know, 10 years of what you've done and then say, this is what's going to help you go to college. You're going to have to disregard everything you just did because you're going to be a specialist or you're going to be a defensive stopper. Like, how do I tell somebody that you know and been, they've been told their whole life that they're going to be amazing and all this other stuff so like I guess a long story short is I, I would hope that the teams that I get when they're younger stay with me and in fact Chris does a really good job with that like he has a sixth graders and eighth graders they stay with him forever. both teams balling and yeah. you said it though they just stuck with this crazy ass <laughs> for this long. I don't know how he does <laughs> it yeah <laughs> shout out to all the, the parents and the kids Sajan's parents for right. sure <laughs> stuck around Chris my goodness what what's wrong with me uh, nothing's wrong with you what's uh, wrong with there's I, a lot of things not right <laughs> <laughs> nothing's wrong with you oh Shit, that was pretty good, Ted. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, to be fair, like like you said, we talked about it. You said I'm good at retaining. Yes. I'm good at retaining kids. I'm, uh, because kids. you show that passion and that yeah. loyalness, though, man. And and don't get me wrong, man. I'm the loudest, second loudest coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the Sacramento yeah. region. And, <laughs> you know. I'm uh, number one. Yeah. I thought I was <laughs> number one and, until some, I, I talked to some of these parents on uh, Chris, you know, 14U team. Oh, yeah. Said, uh, Coach Mo, your ass is a saint when it comes to Coach Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I try. I try to be fair. At least you I are. Man, you don't try. You are fair, man. Yep. You don't sugarcoat nothing, man. And that, and, and to me, that's what to me what good coaches do. Yep. It's now you know. I mean, I'm not gonna say bad coaches, but coaches that are not on my level are or to me to to these two levels. Like I said, I still look up to them. I own my own stuff now. But I still look up to them too. I still call Coach Charles every day yeah. to get, you know, to continue to get better. But I think one thing you do though, um, and, and you're you're really not the loud guy. Nope. You know, what I'm saying? I, you, you just opposite. lead by example, just sit, do nothing, and you got hella patience. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but as far as Chris and I, we we really ain't got some patience. But uh, as much as you break them down, you know what most coaches do is keep you down. You know, and then these these kids go to other programs trying to find that I I don't call it bomb, but that 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 love that that they're seeking, someone that believes in them. You know what I mean? Like you know, I heard Chris on uh, Sunday, and you know, like I said, I'm loud. You know what I'm saying? If I can hear him <laughs> over me, right. that that tells me that he's working hard. You know, this is something you signed up for, so we're not gonna sugarcoat shit. You know what I'm saying? If if you, if your kid is not doing what he's supposed to do, he's gonna hold him accountable. You know, I'm gonna hold you accountable. But at the same time, we go give you a positive with that negative that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? It might not be right away. You know what I'm saying? We we get caught up in a moment. You know, we have too much passion for this game. So it's like if you don't want your kid to be fully developed, then why are you signing up for something? You know what I'm saying? You just want him to score the entire game and not play defense. That's cool. Yeah, you score 25, 
But if you gave up 30, you lost. Right. <laughs> you cost the team the game. You know what I mean? So these parents, what kills me too is I get these kids going up to their parents after the game talking about, give my money. You said if I score this, I score that, yeah, I score that. Incentives, okay, right? Okay, well, I've what about the incentives of taking charges? You know what I'm saying? Cheering on your teammates. Right. Um, being in defensive side rotations, you know what I'm saying, or yep. uh, bench etiquette, or if your if if one of your 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 brothers is having a bad day, pick him up. Right. Like, why don't you give him money for that? You know what I mean. So it's so ass backwards, you know. And um, like you say, we go get into it a little bit later, especially at the <laughs> high school scene. <laughs> oh like, yeah, the high school scene ain't even about winning no more, man. It's no, about no. who gets the most looks. You know and what playing saying? time. That's all and, they care. Well, about. that goes with the looks. Yeah. It's like playing time. You know what I mean. We forgot what team bonding is because in college, the great teams, <laughs> they're a team. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Despite what your resume was before you hopped on that university. Right. All that shit goes out the window if you want to win. You know what I'm saying? And last time I checked, the, the the universities that are getting these kids in the first round, the second round, hmm, they're saying something for these these academic, you know, all Americans and all these other guys to buy in. They're doing something right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, besides, you know, the cars and the houses and all that shit. But <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. Allegedly, exactly. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? But at the same time, you still have to have that pitch to those kids. You know what I'm saying? And and that's why, like I said, I will always hit up Chris, you know, when things get rough. You know, it's been many a times where he's come to watch me. I watch him. And I'm, I'm watching I'm observing. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Just in, in life, period. I'm not the average Joe. Uh, I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. And, you know, but just because you lead don't mean you can't learn from some someone else that's a sure. leader. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Or so, someone else that's been in the game longer than you. So, um, well, I, that's all I got to say, man. Well, I, no, I can I talk, I can I talk forever, yeah. man. Well, that's it's the point. It's, trust me. It's, long, it's good to nah, get all this shit, out. It's a school night. I got to get home. I, um... Well, what is it that you think? And I'll ask both of you guys kind of this. What do you think? Uh, what do you think AAU basketball needs? Like, in my opinion, um, the biggest thing I think it needs is accountability uh, in, in terms of players, parents, um, programs. You know, I've talked about this in previous episodes, and like, so AAU volleyball, right? You know, AAU uh, baseball. They have, and you know this. Yeah. Well, volleyball is the biggest joke. <laughs> you, uh, they, they have, they do have clearing houses, programs that kind of make you have to go through steps in order to change teams, in order mm-hmm. to quit mid season. You know what I mean? There's again, there's no account, there's no governing body for AAU basketball. It's all kind of a, um, what's the term, uh, an honor system, right? They just. Right expect coaches to be uh, have honor and respect right they expect, and, and again well, we that's know the biggest problem right, right we're, we're 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 expected as the adults to have honor respect and honesty to teach the things that you're hopefully trying to teach to your your kids that you coach um but we all know that's just not the case uh can we start with tournament directors too though oh uh, well instead yeah. of trying to get the money like <laughs> run, run, run a legit you know professional style and exactly i mean it's it's a lot of layers to it so that's why i would say the biggest thing AU basketball needs is accountability that's the word i would use that i say it needs uh what about you ted what do you got yeah usa basketball actually is now um starting to um 
make it a standard for high school coaches in their viewing events to be USA Basketball certified. So that's great. Yes. But we're the only country that doesn't have steps. Like all, all the other countries, and FIBA in particular, you have there's levels to being a FIBA coach. So there's FIBA level one. There's like I forgot all the levels, but it, you have to work your it's way. It's a out. process, though. It's a process, and so you don't get a chance to just get ten kids that can really go and say I'm a coach. You can't do that. You have to start at the youth levels, grow and develop. And what's really really cool that I've noticed is that. In other countries, I watch a lot of YouTube videos of coaches that talk about other countries and how they teach stuff. They have a plan. Like, if I send Geo to school and the kindergarten teacher doesn't have a lesson plan, I'm pissed because they're just winging it. I think it's the same thing for for AAU basketball. Like, a lot of times, I'm not going to say we're just rolling the balls out, but we just having fun. Like, I thought an amateur athletic union, like, we were actually teaching. Can you say that again, please? Again. Because most people don't even know what it stands for. I'm going to tell you. Amateur (laughs) athletic union. I would think that we were actually teaching, right? And I I tell my parents that. Like, we, I walk with a practice plan every single time. Um, At at times when I had my other team, I actually shared it with the captains and stuff. And I want to get to the point where I share the whole season plan with them. So I haven't gotten to that part yet. But every other country has that. Yes. Like literally you have to start at like the little itty bitty kids and work your way up. We don't have that, you know, or we see what we can do. We're like, you know, we can, I can just get 10 kids and I can coach them and just sub them in and out. Like, no, you sub people, you don't coach. So I think that's where it's necessary. And like I said, I've getting it back into the youth side of it, grassroots and you know, me being in college, but like I wanted to get to the grassroots side because I got tired of seeing people that, came in unprepared and weren't taught things. I, I, I'll give a quick example. Um, one of the young ladies, Abby Hadzel, she, um, uh, she was at Folsom. She's at Folsom High School. And the first two years playing there, she had, like, some super good players playing in front of her, like 6'7", six, 6'5". Six, like, she, it, it wasn't, she wasn't going to play varsity, right? right? But then she ended up playing um, varsity last year, but she had ankle injury, all this other stuff, right? There's a lot of injuries that she had to battle. But her transition when she started playing club during the pandemic year was, I'm going to go from playing inside only to now playing in and out. Well, that was a whole process. Like, I can't expect her to start learning how to play perimeter when she's been in post for nine or ten years. Yeah. So we had to work her through that, and we just kept giving her opportunities, but we had a plan to do that. Now she went off and did some couple of uh, D2 camps, and they just love her versatility. Right. They're just That's like, up, she bro. can do inside, she can go outside, she can shoot it, she can dribble, she can go off the dribble, and, you know, she can get a rebound, she can push it, she's not looking for the outlet. But, again, if that was last year, she would have been looking for the outlet and been stiff and, you know what I mean, only been a post player. So but you had a plan. We had a plan, yeah. and that was the important part. And so now she's excited because she's recruitable and getting an opportunity. So that's what I, I say that because I, I try to challenge coaches like, hey, what is your season plan? Like, what do you, where are you going to be at the end of this whole thing? Where are you going to be at the end of the month? Where are you going to be at the end of the week after your two practices? After this game, where are you going to be at? Like, you should be seeing incremental steps forward. And that's yeah. the best part that I've got feedback for my team is that they've seen growth in the players individually and as a team. And nice. so that's all I, we ain't win. A, we didn't win a whole lot of games. We won some, we didn't win a whole but lot. You but you did improved. win. I, cause they developed percent one. They developed exactly. that, that. That's winning to me at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, like you said, you get these programs, they win mm-hmm. for that weekend, but those players are going back to their other, their other teams and right. all this other stuff. When I go to practice, you know, I'm like, okay, I got a list of accomplishments that I want to let them know right. on how well they did. Right. But most importantly, I got that list of saying this is what we go work on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So 
that's part of development. So to me, like I said, I always respect your, you know, your coaching ability and your training ability, but you're, you're holding those kids accountable and you're also letting them know this is what I expect from you. Yeah. For her to do a transformation like that in one year, that's yeah. outstanding. It's crazy. And you're not talking about Juco looking Ooh. at her. You talk about D2, yeah. the next level. Yep, you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah. So, so what's huge. So Montel, what do you think um, AAU basketball needs? If you have to pinpoint it, what does it need? Uh, better rules, better structure. And um, like I said, more more of these these programs slash tournament directors to enforce the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you want you want to make money. We all want to make money. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we all got to survive. But it's like, again, if like if I ran a tournament, man, I'm gonna ask for a birth certificate. I'm gonna ask for grades. I'm gonna ask for the AAU membership card that we pay for every yep. year do the uncomfortable you know conversations yeah we gonna have that yeah. you know what i mean i might not have the top tier teams in, in that program but you know what but you have the legit team i'm gonna have legit teams that way these parents go sit there and say hey man i didn't waste such and such and such money on here because right. at the end of the day like even right now i consider there's two different styles of basketball right now you know what i'm saying there's aau basketball and then there's just a travel team basketball you know what i mean and like me Everywhere I go, you have never seen me without my backpack. Like, my backpack represents my players. Okay. I got their grades. I got their birth certificates. Mm -hmm. I got their AAU membership card. Right, right. I got my insurance for my program. You know what I'm saying? Like, I learned from people who said, do you want to succeed short-term or do you want to succeed long-term? Yeah. And right now, like, yeah, it looks good for the short-term. But it's like I've been watching so many programs now, man, going dec declining yeah. or losing those athletes that they had before because of these these reasonings, man. You know, like we you go to Vegas, you know, you go to Portland, Oregon, Gary, Indiana, like you go all these places where all the the profile tournaments are. But every single story that I heard when they got back. It's like it's grown ass men on the court. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not even at high school level right now. I, I did it one year and I, I had to let it go. But you on the high school level, you on the high school level. I mean, oh, I know yeah. you guys see it more than I do, but it's like you look 18, but you playing 14, you 15, you like that's not development to me. Yeah. No, it's um that's holding back. You know I was talking. Mean? I was talking with Ted about this literally yesterday, right? We were talking about the infinite versus the finite. Yeah. So Simon Sinek. Uh, He's a philosopher and, and business entrepreneur and stuff, but I read his book called The Infinite Game. And he talked about the infinite verse the infinite game versus the finite game. The 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 I'm in it for the infinite game. The infinite game is essentially this. It's not about when you're gonna have some wins, you're gonna have some losses, but it's about the fact that you keep playing. That's the infinite game. You keep playing. What I'm noticing with a lot of AAU programs, they're typically in it for the finite game. They want to win, like you said, the short term. Their focus is on beat, like, for instance, and you know this just from your own experience, and you know this from your own experience. You don't have to name names. But we know what we're talking about. There are those out there who look at YBA as I want to beat YBA. Like shit, that's it, how I learn. It's it's not shit. it's not about um growing their program or like you said, just trying to learn and get better. It's no. If I take a YBA kid, I'm better than YBA. If I beat yeah, yeah. YBA, I'm better than YBA. If I beat Chris Collins, I'm better than YBA. You know, that's their focus. And I'm saying, okay, you're playing the finite game. 
But why, be, though? Well, they, everybody has their own reasons. I don't give a shit. But you know I'm saying they all. Yeah. But it, it, that's the finite mindset. Mine is the infinite mindset is I'm thinking, how can I make YBA better? How can I make uh, the YBA brand better? You know, creating the YBA elite side, creating this podcast, taking over the social media, having a media team, learning from West Coast Elite, learning from the programs that are bigger than me, retaining athletes. These are the things I challenge myself with in the course of everything I just said. It has nothing to do with another program. Right. It's, it's just picking and learning from programs, but it has nothing to do with challenging them. My goal isn't to be better than West Coast Elite. My goal is to learn from West Coast Elite, implement it in my program and make it the best. The be successful, inf- man. The infinite game is about keep playing. And that's what I think a lot of AUs are missing. You're winning if you keep playing the game. Once you're out the game, once fucking Thanos comes and snaps his fingers and your shit disappears, yeah. you lost. That's the key factor that I think uh, so a lot of these AUs aren't recognizing. It's you gotta you gotta get in the infinite mindset. That's my recommendation for those who are listening. Maybe you're a new coach or someone thinking of doing an AU. Like go into it with the mentality of not being better than, but just keep playing the game, keep growing, keep learning. You know what I mean? Little by little by little. And my thing is, if you go that route, you'll find success. And that's just you know my opinion. I I think also along with all the stuff we said, the officials have to be better. Like we, and I do it. So I referee, but but I don't care what you're level. You're terrible. I'm. You're you're right. You know. Sometimes <laughs> I miss everything and just say, you know what? That I'm is definitely coach. not true. Oh, okay. This guy's uh, a pretty good official. You know. He's a damn good official. Yeah, I, I I had a situation when we were down in Southern California, and the official literally stayed on the opposite side of the floor the whole game because he didn't want to talk to me, like at all, the whole time. And so. I made a scene like this is probably the first time I've ever done that before, but I'm in the on the court almost by like the circle saying you got to talk to me at some point. You can't stand on the other side the whole game. You report fouls. You should come to the table. It's stop clock. You should be able to come over. Like I'm telling him this while the game is going on and he doesn't he pretends like he doesn't hear me and keep looking forward. I'm like, I know you hear me. Everybody else in the gym knows I'm talking to you. You need to say something back to me. And so I told the partner, who she was a really, really good person, but I said, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it until he tells me to either, you know, sit down, coach us a warning, or say something to me because we can't, I can't, I want to explain to the players what's going on. I can't do that if there's no dialogue. Right. I don't understand. I went and talked to him afterwards. I said, dude, why, like, how come you didn't come over and talk to me? You know, and he had no answer. <laughs> Like, dude, then he shouldn't be rough. So that's my thing is there needs to be, and I hate saying should and needs to be because I'm all about like actually doing it. That's why I went back into officiating because I got tired of having bad officials. And then I said, okay, well, I don't know everything. Let me figure out what is and what isn't. And then it changed my whole way of coaching, which helped Mm -hmm. a lot, Uh, which Chris, you need to do the same thing. Um, (laughs) But no, no, me as an official. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. People would love that. I'm moving out of plastic. (laughs) I help you out. People would love to have me as an official. Crazy on you. (laughs) Me as an official. Ooh, that would be, yeah, Yeah. that'd be interesting. It would be great if you did it, Chris. I think every player, should be a coach, and every coach should be an official. Like th- that's the full circle. Nah, I chose I, ch- I chose the easy route. Okay, I'm not being no no, no referee. I uh, think you need to do it. Nah, I think not, not with coach, my patience. Hey, not with you, these parents. You, I'm gonna challenge you. No. I'm gonna challenge you. If you challenge your kids to try something new, you yourself gotta try something. Well, new. I do it in practice. You know, you know what they told me. What? I'm the world 
crappiest mm-hmm. referee of all time. <laughs> right now, though. But you'll Fast. get better. Okay. But I ain't calling that ticky tack stuff. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's totally fine. Play through it. The real game. That's okay. <laughs> so I, I would love for referees to be mm-hmm. better. And I would second not have them work nine or ten games in a row. In a row. Absolutely. I, you know, that would be nice to just four as a max or you have a break, two on, one break, or something like That's that. That's too where, draining. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a it's decision-making fatigue, which is, like, you can't just call everything the same all the time. Eventually, over the course of the day, your calls are going to get worse. So understanding that, like, let's not make it a situation where referees have to ref seven or eight or nine games. Yeah. And pay them well enough where they come out. Because there's people, like, I, I won't. At one point, I would go to the Bay Area because I knew the pay was better. That. Yeah, the you, pay you was way better, mm-hmm. way better, right? And I'll go drive to the Bay and get thirty bucks versus getting a twenty-two. Mm-hmm. And I was getting over here because I I wasn't getting one quality basketball that I can work on the stuff because I was uh, officiating college at the time, so yeah. I needed to like see better plays. Um, so I wasn't getting that all the time. Yeah. And then I was working with people who weren't as committed; they were just out there collecting the check. And so I'm not knocking anybody who wants to do that, but the kids deserve it. The People are paying this. We call the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. They deserve to give our for us to give our best. They deserve it. And a lot of times that just wasn't the case. So I said I'm gonna go to the bay, get these thirty bucks, and actually referee good games. You know. So the officiating, definitely there's to be a standard. And if you look at FIBA, it's the same concept. Like they start at a specific level and they raise up as FIBA officials also, which is why universally that the officiating is is solid. Very and players cool. know how to play. Yeah. And Very cool. So those are two things. Well, moving on, I want to go into hot takes. Let's talk about uh, this past July. Let's talk about the live period a little bit. And, um, you know, we'll keep pushing on through the show. Um, We've talked about a lot of good stuff, and we're catching up off of a lot of uh, things happening in general. So let's just keep this train rolling. But July live period's done uh, this past July, and this is kind of my tell that this is kind of more you're going to learn a lot more probably in this stuff because your kids are getting ready to hit that that high school level soon so absolutely you're you're going to learn from me and tech because yeah. you know congratulations you're about to be a high school Thank coach you. soon so welcome to that arena but yeah. the july live period's done um on my last coach's rise time i talked about that and and defining that and and explaining it and i got actually got a lot of positive feedback because some parents just had no idea kind of what that was or you know and i kind of try to break it down as simple as possible um but one thing i could say statistically i looked it up um um gosh i wish i could remember the site i'll probably put in the link of the show but they did say that this was the in the past 40 years the lowest amount of offers for colleges wow. in wow. the country and to be fair that's because of covid and because yeah. the kids retaining their their years in college and stuff um shit and ted this is kind of a question we both kind of can answer, but should kids be panicking right now? No. I agree. So, no. okay. No, that's the short answer. The, the it's, it's a, um, I think if you are able to know, well, they, so you have to have people advocating for you. Um, there was a, like you said, a, a, you know, the lowest amount of offers given out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, like we had to experience it. There's still a lot of interest, just by the oh, way. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's plenty of interest out there, but as far as physical, you know, usually right. by this time you're on your Twitter and there's like offer, 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 but right. it's just not like that this year, right? It's not not as much, and and I think some of the coaches are reluctant because they, uh, at least what I've experienced is the first time in July, they've watched kids that they've offered, 
And they're just like, wow, you're not what I thought you were. Yeah. I got to retract that now. Right, right. And that's a hard thing for kids to understand. Or the other side of it, which is, like, in my situation, I've emailed coaches. I I say I got receipts. But, like, I emailed a coach six months prior to them seeing such a player. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, she's really good. I said. Like, yeah, I told you a while ago. You know, so I I understand. Like, I'm not beating down their door saying, coach, you got to offer her. But at the same time, I'm like, there's a reason why I'm telling you as somebody who's in the same profession that you are, that you need to take a look at her. Did she, or can we use her as Jessup? 100%. But the reality is, is we would like for her to play somewhere where she's going to get the best fit, the best program, what's going to fit her. So that might not be William Jessup, but you're totally fine for me. So I think that there's, it was a lot of people panicking and especially the first part of July, we called it April basketball, July 1st. It Mm. was, the worst basketball we've probably ever seen. Yes. People throwing the ball all over the place, girls yep. trying too much. I was in Chicago, and then there was the same exact thing. I was talking to a coach, and he was like, man, this is the worst basketball yeah. I've ever seen. Kids out of shape. Yeah, because they're trying to – because and the parents are putting pressure on them, saying, yep. hey, you know what, you need to play extra hard. Those like, ju- those juniors, those 2022 kids, they're yeah. like – in the, the 2021 kids, are, they're saying to them, like, you got to get an offer. You got to yeah. ball out. You got to drop 50. It's yeah. like – Chill, no, you don't. Chill, no, no, you don't. And so, like, that's what. So it's the what I will say though is any school that is doing an elite camp that is remotely in the interest that you want to go to that school, you need to go because the coaches get to be able to see you live and in person. Mm-hmm. I will say that normally in most seasons, the like the elite camps can be hit or miss. Right, and, but absolutely. Like now, in particular, especially for twenty twos and twenty threes, like yes, you going go. to elite camps, you should go to and pay whatever they're asking to pay. Because I, I will say this, and I don't know about in the on the men's side, but on the women's side, at a D one, let's say Cal, um, uh, you know, LMU, something mm-hmm. like that, like one of those Division one schools, they'll have other D two, NEI, D three coaches at their, at their elite camp. Yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. So you may not be going to go play for those Power five schools, but. There's going to be seven or eight other schools watching you. So it's good to go to those because now you get evaluated in person live. And typically, like I said, we've had players that have gone and they just stand out like super much. I sent a bunch of my YBA kids to Holy Names Camp. Yep. Yeah, I just sent them to that one. And it was only like 50 bucks. Yep. It's it's, it's an inexpensive investment in yourself. I would rather you go do that than to pay the club dues. And in August, like it should be I'm going to August and September unless Mm -hmm. you're you know, and a football play player or something like that, but yeah. Yeah, like go to as many elite camps as you can because you're going to get opportunities that you maybe never thought. They'll pull you to a side and say, hey, I really like your game. What's your name? Mm-hmm. What's your, who's your parent? I want to go talk to them. They're allowed to do that. So, like, yeah. that's the best way in person. I would do it, especially because, I mean, even though West Coast Elite, we're doing our thing, like, it's a COVID year. So, we, yeah. I have to depend more on those elite camps. Now, I do have relationships, so that's great, but – but not I, everybody has it. But not everybody has it. And right. even on top of that, I still want the coach to see it live. Be like, hey, I know what I said. Mm-hmm. I know how I evaluate. But I also know that you don't you don't fully understand my scope of how I evaluate players. So here, you go and go to that school and go show them what you can do and what I've seen. And it's worked out tremendous. So if there's any recommendations for any kids listening, like go to those elite camps. If you're in high school, go to them. Or unofficial visits, right? Or unofficial visits. Like hit up the coach be like, hey, I'm coming up. I would love to learn more about your school. Now you're in person. You're having a face-to-face conversation with the people that you hopefully are recruitable by. Versus hitting them up through email, through phone or whatever, where it's kind of impersonal. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah. So, like me and Coach uh, Ted both agreed, don't panic. Like, you 2022 20, kids, don't, panic. don't freak out. Don't no. think, like, 
I didn't get an offer this summer. I'm done. I'm an unsigned senior. Trust me. There's going to be a lot of you guys next year. And there's a lot of things that happen at the collegiate level that you guys just don't know about. You just don't know. Kids get injured. Some get in trouble, unfortunately. I mean, things happen up there that you just don't know. Just focus on having a great senior year. That's my advice to you guys. Last year, you guys had a bullshit COVID season. You know, some of you got some full seasons, some only had like five games, 10 games, whatever. Enjoy your senior year. Yes. My 2022 guys like, and girls like just enjoy it. Make the best of it. Let whatever happens happens. I don't, it, it might say cliche to say, you know, if you play good, someone will find That's a little too cliche, but if you have the right people in your corner advocating for you, if you, if you have the right coaches, I, I can only, speak on my YBA guys and what I do. And, and I know what Ted does with his West Coast Elite girls. Right. We definitely do our job as far as getting our kids on stage. So I, I'm very proud of the fact that I came out of my July with my 11 players and 10 of them got interest in offers. Yep. You know what I mean? I got Brett Gill, who his his dream school and kind of kind of his just his dream level, like if he's able to get the max, we got interest in. Which is a Chico State. I saw that. Yeah, he. I mean, because nice. you know Brett's six foot at best, you know, but yeah, yeah. boy can has D one shooting ability though. Yeah, boy can shoot the though. hell out the ball. He has D, yeah. but he's not blessed with all the D because Chico State's a high level D two borderline. Might as well call him a D one, yeah, right? Like, are. you know, yeah. them and Sac State play each other. It's gonna be a good game. Like, it, you know, it for him to get looked at or even considered to go to a school like that. You know what I mean? That's a huge, like, accomplishment. But are they going to say to him right now, we're going to offer you a scholarship? No. Because they have nine freshmen, I think three gray shirts. Like, they have a whole other team just waiting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm trying to tell my kids, be patient, relax. Like, things will happen for you. Things will come. So, you know, don't don't freak out, kids. I just wanted to talk about that kind of in the hot takes because I know the tone of high school right now and with parents, even parents, if you're listening to this as well, um, relax. It, it's it's gonna be okay. Um, your your kids will get their opportunities. They'll get their looks. Uh, um, just tell them focus on having a great senior year, and, and yeah. everything else will fall in place. So, let's talk uh, NBA, right? Let's talk the fun stuff. Got Bulls, baby, the Bulls. <laughs> let's go, Dub Nation. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got another Warriors fan in here, so you know. Congratulations! Thank what you. Is it? Which you is crazy because I was born it? in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, then um, and Ty Lakers. Man. You know oh, we're gonna talk man. about we your talk Lakers. Mark, come on, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all gonna win the championship. So I have Marcus Kirkland in here. <laughs> yeah, man, have you guys <laughs> seen all the memes of uh, the Lakers signees? I saw yeah. one today. Uh, remember that movie Coach Carter? Yep, they yeah. talked about that guy. <laughs> they t- I know, I know, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> but they talked about uh, what was that boy's name? Uh, the fake dude they called the movie was it Ty? No, it was, it was it Ty? Ty, Ty Train. Ty Train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said Ty Crane no, signs for. Crane. Yeah, they, they yeah, said he signs for. Or somebody. They said yeah. he signs for a two year, uh, twenty five million dollar wow. deal to the Lakers. I was like, oh my god, they were wow. they just been. Oh, First of bro. all, Ty Crane was raw. <laughs> That was hilarious, man. But no, like, um, Lakers made a shit ton of moves, man. And um, does I take it? My take of it's two things. And you guys, you know, obviously jump in, take your take. I think, uh, I think some of these guys are realizing very similar to like what Gary Payton and Carl Malone did. Like, hey, man, the 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 gas tank's running out, 
if I want a ring, it's it's yeah, I gotta it's hop on. Wait a minute, I thought they didn't get that ring. They didn't. Okay, I know, I know GP <laughs> got I know GP got one. <laughs> they got one with but not the Melman. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Yeah, okay. When they made that that little yeah, I uh, see, that was a super team for yeah, real. that was. So I mean, I think some of these guys are realizing, hey, it's coming to that. To that end, if I'm gonna get one, I, I better jump on it now. Better jump on LeBron train. Ty, I'm sure you might have some it's being a Lakers tough. fan. Like I've been a Lakers fan my whole life. Grew up on Shaq. I grew up on Kobe, and that put me in a box, especially growing up in the Bay, where I'm not watching a LeBron game. I'm not watching a Russell Westbrook game. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. wa- I'm like I'm. I, right. I'm not a fan of yours because I know what that like. If we're having a basketball conversation, you're only talking shit to me for the duration of our conversation so fuck your players Uh, (laughs) now my whole team is all of those players i don't want none of y'all on my team but you know it is what it is territory for now that's how i felt like when we got kd i was like when people told me i thought they was bullshit yeah i know i'm coaching i get home i find out i'm like man i don't want this shit but then they asked me you go watch hell yeah yeah it's a great show great show so um uh let's see so well with all that being said can can they can they do it i mean tell you or say yes no yes no yeah they are because okay so lebron has always needed a second decision maker on the perimeter not exactly on the inside who's that gonna be westbrook are you serious or score decision maker i I love westbrook no but telling you why is westbrook so successful the last six years the ball's in his hands 85% yes. of the game. Okay. And so LeBron plays how much? 34 minutes a game? Oh, I mean. So you need somebody else that other 14. 14? I mean, that that's true. keep that pressure, though. That's the other side of it. Oh, that's true. They haven't had that. But I just don't think they got enough shooters and enough defensive specialists. That's just me. I mean, they, like they, the rest of our team. But they like, all like six, seven, six, and then, eight. I though. mean, and then AD, he, he'll give you a good 30 games. Exactly. But what, what about the other, you know, I, I it's 82 know. games. So what about the other, you know, 52 games? I mean, you got the Glacier, Marcus Mark All. You know, <laughs> you got Marcus All. You got uh, Dwight Howard. That's going to hold up the middle. I'm, you're not dumping it into them asking for post moves. But what you are asking is for them to, when AD is out, for them to come in there and just keep it going. Because that's what I think the Lakers have been missing. They don't have anybody that can keep it going. Like, they've had people that's going to, okay, when we get in, we don't know what we're going to get. And when they won it last time, they knew what they were going to get from those players. That's what helped them. So, like, when I, I posted on Twitter. And uh, so, a lot of other shit, too. Okay. But, but, yeah. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I can't uh, okay. even like these players. <laughs> I, said, I, po- I posted on Twitter. I said, you know, uh, for everybody saying that, you know, LeBron needs a, a, uh, somebody else that can go get like 20. Like everybody hating on Russell Westbrook so much. I'm like, I love Westbrook. He, he go. literally is the reason why, like to me, why they're going to win. And it doesn't mean that he's going to make them better. I think he's going to not let it drop off when LeBron comes out. I David agree with you out. with that. That's all that they've needed. My only, like I said. And Melo too? You, you know, NBA is all about, what? all about, you know, buckets, right? I mean, sure. I mean yeah. so it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a regular season, everybody go eat. I think Westbrook will average 20. Right. Obviously, LeBron, AD, they go average 20. Right. Right. So, like, when you get, you know, down to crunch time, yeah. when everybody, you got to play the same team in the best is, you know, seven series, right. can they can they outscore, you know, uh, 
a Denver team or like a Portland team right. or, you know, shout out to Dub Nation. We back if play stay yeah. healthy. Like, and we're going to talk yeah. more I'm talking about, about like, like a shootout. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not no more 97, 94 games. It's, right. it's 140, 132 games. So right. um, it'll be interesting. As far as Westbrook being the dog, yeah, he'll be that dog. Right. But what about when LeBron says, you know what, the game's too close. Right. Get, Give me the ball in my hand. You all go to y'all spot where you need to be. Because yeah. to me, I mean, honestly, I think LeBron is one of the greatest passers of all time. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, um, I'm still an MJ guy, but I, I got yeah. res- mad respect for LeBron and, and what he does for the game. Absolutely. But it's like, okay, you'll put Russ in one corner. You'll put Mel in the other. You'll have AD. Basically what we run. <laughs> yeah. Four out, one in. Yeah, bro. pretty much. Who will be your shooters in crunch time, though? See, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Frank – I don't think we give Frank Vogel enough credit. Like, I don't think we give him his just due to be able to put people in position to be to get shots, you know. So, for example, like, uh, what is it, Brooklyn, they ran a lot of stuff for, for KD now where he's catching at the elbow and making shots. Like, they down screen for him, he catches it at the elbow, and now he's 6'11 at the elbow, one dribble is a dunk or a jump shot or whatever. So I think that same thing's going to happen with Westbrook. He's going to get him coming off of stuff so he can get downhill. Like, I, I trust Vogel to come up with stuff. And on top of that, defensively, we know Vogel, he's, he has the schemes that help fit his team. That's one thing we do know because when they won it, they funneled everything to the shot blockers. That was right. a, that's what they that was a big thing for them. So I don't know if that's going to be exactly the same, but I do know there's going to be some of those elements. And I, like I said, I give Vogel enough credit. He's not he's not one of those uh, high profile coaches. He just gets it done. I think he is. I think he just gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. And it started off when he was at you know um, Indy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I always thought Frank was a great coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He just got the high stick. It, it's it's a win now league, you yeah, know whatever. Of course, but um, he definitely had a big part, like you said, yeah. when they won that that you know that championship. Yep. But my main concern is not you know inside presence; mm-hmm. it's the perimeter. You know what I mean? Like who you gonna have out there? I mean, you got Wayne Ellington, Melo. They 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 guarding all these young goons coming in the league. You know what I mean? Like. Russ, I think he always handle his because yeah. he has that that mentality. Man, ain't nobody gonna be better than me. Like right. I, I respect that to the fullest, but you know he is quote unquote declining. Right. Ron quote unquote declining, even though well, these fools can play for very another. Slow. Yeah. yeah, they can play for another four years, like well, at a high exactly. level. How come old men win all the time in like men's league? If I, against young dudes that can yeah. win. Oh, why we, we win all the time? I didn't say that. Uh, no, how yeah, we right. win all the time? You know what I mean? But it's, like, because we got heart. But we get out of each other's way. That's I, I know. True. Like, if we all say we want to win and we want to win a championship, we know who's going to get it done and we know who we need to help. Like, I I heard that Phil Jackson has said that with Kobe, he had gave him the first three quarters to say, hey, and Jordan, to like get everybody involved. And then the fourth is yours. It's yours. Whatever you want to do, right? So. I definitely believe that there's going to be an element of that with Russ. You're not going to see him go crazy initially because it's like LeBron's time to kind of get started and going. But when it comes down, like, yeah, we got some decision makers for LeBron. Like, he's going to find people, put him in position. But it's going to be Russ attacking a whole lot because he has the energy to do it. Whereas LeBron well, he don't. finds people, too. Yeah, I mean, he's been averaging a triple-double for four years. So I think, you know? and I personally think that both of those guys are going to do it. Like, the, this is going to be the first time we've seen – I don't know if it, I can't stat check this, but, like, where you – both two players average a triple double. Like that's going to be crazy, or close to it. Close to yeah. it, you yeah. know. So like, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. But then like, again, I, I really think they're going to win it because they have the pieces that in playoff time 
when they need a bucket and need the mismatches, they have it. Because the reality is it's not a good three-point shooting thing when you get to the playoffs and the finals. Nobody's really shooting mm-hmm. a whole lot of threes. Yeah. They're going inside, they're shooting mid-range. Like, it's more of a mid-range game when you get to the finals. So, for me, I'm like, well, they're going to have matchup problems all day, every day. Well, let me rephrase. Let me renege a little bit mm-hmm. of what I was going to say. Okay. If AD stay healthy. Right. Which is not going to happen. <laughs> we just go. Okay. We go think positive. Not, if he stays healthy. Because he has a chip, you know, he has a chip on his shoulder from last season. I right. mean, everyone clowning him on the memes and all this other stuff. But to me, like, AD, when he's done with his career, could be top five greatest yeah. power forwards of all time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So if he, if he stay forward. healthy with those two dogs with LeBron and Russ, yeah. I give him a, I give him a chance. But I'm just going by the track record. Yeah, he has not been healthy consistently. All right, well, going to the next thing, because I want to bring up KD a little bit and just talk about it in general. Uh, big shout-out and big applause to the women's and the uh, men's team. Yeah, USA Basketball. Uh, for USA Basketball. Yeah. Right? Congratulations. Nice switch for them. Like, uh, no, they did their job. They did their thing. Uh, let me give them a round of applause real quick. They did their thing. Um, the biggest thing I wanted to allude to, though, was obviously – on the men's side, there was a lot of controversy because they were losing and everybody's saying, but did, I want to kind of hone in on KD a little bit. Do you think he's kind of cemented his legacy as a as a true closer, as a true, like, um, clutch closer when you need it? Because you think about in 2008 with the Redeem team, uh, the best offensive weapon on that team was Dwayne Wade, actually. Right. But in that game against Spain, who closed that one out, that championship game? Kobe, it was Kobe. Yeah. Kobe closed that out. You know what I mean? Like, there, you know, there's certain legacies that are defined by your ability to really just take over and close the game. And, you know, I think KD kind of helped his for sure the I way he did that. Kinda, I think he did. Yeah. So like, I was just saying. Honestly, especially with those early losses, like right. you said, I ain't going to lie. I didn't think they was going to win the gold just because I just thought there was too much going on. Too much uh, distractions, and, you know. Too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. Oh, they, they caught it. They were. They but were. Yeah. I, deep down inside, I'm still thinking like we still USA. You know yeah. What I'm saying right. like we still got the best of the best, no matter what. So for him to buckle down and embrace that role of not just being, you know, the score, but he also had to pick it up on defense mm-hmm. too. You know what I'm saying? Right. US was super small. You know, compared to all these other teams that they use, usually have at the power forward and the center position. Yeah. So, him being 6'10", I mean, really He's seven, seven foot, feet, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but for him to do to do that and and listen to his coaching staff, and I'm pretty sure all those players that was on that team embraced him and you know told him, "Hey, man, we 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 go how you go." Type. Yeah. So. For him to average 16, I think it was the first three games or whatever it was, to start averaging 25. Yeah. Um, that's what they'll show on ESPN. But like, if you really look at the statistics box and, you know, the people he was guarding, I think it was like under 40%. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. People don't don't see that type of stuff. Yeah, he lanky, but you still got to move. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Plus, you still got to be the, score, the leading scorer. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to take on. Not just that. He didn't even have a break. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He played two – Two seven game series, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um as far as his legacy or whatever you want to call it, I think um he's still gonna, you know, be that guy that that, you know, left a team to go <laughs> join the best team. I mean, I can't I don't really get involved with all that. Um, I'm old school. 
I, I still think that there shouldn't be no super teams, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that's going to be on a later episode. But yeah. as far as KD, um, I always respected him, but like, I think I like I really respect him now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? USA, USA he, USA he can say he that. he did it. I mean, the team did it obviously, but I mean, being the face of you know basketball for our Olympic team, that's that that comes with big shoes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think he fulfilled his job. Well, talking about big guards too, um, I think Ben Simmons is kind of an interesting case study. Um, he, to me, right now, kind of embodies what's kind of become of AAU culture because he's younger and this attitude of this is what works for me. I don't give a shit what you say and I'm going to go and, you know, turn my phone off and not communicate and act like a child and, you know, be like, he been doing all that. Yeah. Oh, he, he won't communicate with the Sixers. Like he wow. turned his phone off. He unfollowed them on social media. They reached out. He won't talk to Joel Embiid. He literally won't talk to them. Like, again, this is to me, and maybe it's because I'm a 38-year-old man, it comes across as just young and immature, right? He's not handling it like a man. He's handling it like a kid, even though he's, what is he, maybe 23, 24? 24? Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, um, it comes across very reminiscent of shit I've dealt with in AAU, where all of a sudden a parent won't talk to you, kid won't, kid leaves your team. I had a kid uh, leave my 16U team, Um unfollowed me on instagram unfollowed different people and players on instagram i mean like never had a conversation you know what i mean like it's reminiscent of that same thing and then they're talking about the warriors might get him and you know i'm like no that'd be great but he I, i'm just we saying him and the, his mannerisms and the way he's acting is a very interesting case study to me um in terms of what has become of the nba culture and to be fair, I do like when Draymond Green kind of called out organizations where, you know, where organizations will literally say and put out there, oh, we're putting you on the trading block. Like, oh, we're, we want to get rid of you and you have to act professional and keep your time. But if you say, like, I want to leave, I don't want to be here. There's a hold of then, right, then you get fined. So I do see both sides of it. I don't just to me, I don't I don't necessarily know if I like the way Ben Simmons is acting, but I don't know if it's kind of a result of the culture of the NBA or a culture in which all basketball kind of is about to now. Say, how, I, I, per, oh, I, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Like, yeah. I know, I knew he was on the trading block and all that good stuff. But uh, as far as. But um, like his refusal to work on his shot. Yeah. See, like he refused, like he's. But but they just paid you $160 million though. Yeah, you know but he, but he, it's, they're saying like he just, he says my game is my game and I'm not going to work on my shot and I don't care. Like. You know what I mean? That's his attitude. That is the allegedly that is his attitude, and it the evidence seems to support that attitude because he's been in the league four or five years, and I don't see any improvement on that part of his game. And that part of his game has gotten. I mean, again, it's it's very similar to um, let's say the Houston Rockets. Their style of play will get them far. It'll get them in the playoffs, but they'll never win a championship. championship right. And it'll be very similar to Ben Simmons. He he secured the bag. He's going to secure the bag for a long time. He's going to have money. He's going to he's six ten, great defender. You know, does a lot of everything well. Besides but, shoot, but yeah, exactly. And but in in the era where shooting is prevalent, mm-hmm. that hurts you. You know what I mean? That really really hurts you, and and it hurts your team unless again. You try what they 
the what they tried the formula with Dwight Howard when he was in Orlando. They just surrounded him by a shit ton of shooters, mm-hmm. right? He had, it worked. Uh, yeah, it did work. Well, it got him to the chip, but they didn't win. Yeah, but, well, I mean, look who they. I mean, yes, stuff. to but, be yeah. fair, but I'm saying that's you the only. You call me Rashard Lewis all the time. You're right, right, right Rashard Lewis. But, 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 but I'm saying, <laughs> like, so, but he's a center, so that kind of can make sense. Can you do that with your point guard? No, you know what I mean. Can you surround him with? four constant shooters and he just attack attack i mean i don't know it's just a weird he i i just find him interesting in the way all that's moving i I know he's a special talent but you know when you putting yourself first before your team then i don't i don't see how far you can get yeah you like you said you might secure the bag but when you have the bag what what are you playing for you playing for your legacy so you know if, if he's really like that selfish man it's tough to say, man. It's t- yeah, it's tough to say because, like you say, he's a hell of a defender. I mean, like he was boxing up. I can't forget. I mean, I can't remember what series I was watching, but oh, what was it, Trey Young? Nah, yeah, it was Trey Young. Mm-hmm. He was boxing the shit out of Trey Young when he was guarding. Nice. But where was he in the fourth quarter? They had to sit him down because he wouldn't take no shots for his team. So it hurts. And he you. can't make free throws. So it's like. <laughs> We paying you to pay three three quarters of the game when we really truly need you, like you know what I mean. And that's what I to me, we was coming back from Cancun. We watched that game. Yeah. Like you let that team come back because you were not taking a t- even if you missed it. I mean, you got Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard to pick up your rebounding. Like you wouldn't even take the shots. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm actually rooting for the kid to be me honest. Too. Um, Despite what you just told me, I hope, I hope, yeah, if it is he, true, he got, I hope I think he gets, he gets maturity, a change yeah. of heart because everyone deserves a second chance. And we don't really truly know what's going on. Um, I'm only going by what the internet says. But at the end of the day, it's like, I know if I was in that position and the only thing I had to work on was my jump shot, right. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> lunch, dinner. Right. Uh, I'm the first one to leave the gym. I mean, to get to the gym. I'm the last one to leave. I'm working on my jump shot. For real. And the last thing I'm gonna say is remember Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was shooting 50 percent from free throw line. You know what I'm saying? That very next year and the rest of his year, I think he was like a 75 percent free throw shooter. Put in the work. So it, it can be done. Absolutely, it can be done. You it's have just to a want matter to. If, you want, if you want to do it. Yeah. I um also wanted to talk about in um uh the summer league i think there's a lot of good young talent that's just the last part as far as the nba goes and you know a few more topics and we'll get out of here but um no uh summer league i've been seeing some good young talent but this is kind of the question i want to pose to you guys um because you got the Jalen greens and and jello and all just the all, J- them, all the jaylen's right all the it's just um <laughs> I don't know, man. Summer league is such fool's goal to me sometimes, man. Yep. It's hard to really gauge yep. it. I'm just curious on what you guys think when it comes to summer league. Well, the number one and the number two pick, to me, they the real deal. Okay. Um, just just seeing them battle and, you know, for those coaches, obviously it's not the real coaches, but the ones that were coaching said, nah, y'all not going to shine, you know, not guarding each other. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all go, this is what NBA and the whole world want to see. Oh, hold on. Shout out to... Uh, Splash for Bobby Jackson. He was uh, oh, out B. there Jackson, doing yeah. his Shout thing. Out to he Jackson says he was going. He's plans on doing the show. So that's I pretty hope cool. So. so yeah. He also told me he's going to come and talk to one of my kids soon too. He's a busy man. B. Jack's oh, my guy. Congratulations on, on on your job too, yeah, man. For sure, yeah. on your hand coaching job. Yeah, congrats. 
Sure. But um, again, like I said, like watching that game, like I'd never watch summer league. Like to me, it's just an extended version of you know college, right? Right. Whatever. Like yeah, they're playing to, to get a contract and all that good stuff. But to me, it's it's more of a run first pass shoot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and that to me is not basketball. But watching that game, um, you know, I already knew Jalen was the truth. You know what I'm saying. But as far as cutting him, I thought he was. Um, overhyped at, at Oklahoma State um, but towards the end of you know it's his freshman season I'm like this dude can go yeah he can go but let's see what he can do is he really worthy of the number one pick okay you know what I mean I'm a, I'm a Suds guy you know shout out to Zaga too you know but um, there's there's a lot of good talent out there but can it mesh as far as being a team player well, as far always. as being being the number one scoring option. We'll see. Because I see all these guys, they really get in their buckets right now. But you'll see 27 points, two rebounds, one assist. Well, Alonzo Ball was MVP of summer league. I mean, that kind of gets you to understand so the yeah, gauge of it. That, yeah, he was know? MVP. So. Like, he was the MVP. So, I mean, what about you, Ted? What do, what's your I don't, I don't even watch men's basketball, to be honest. Unless it really is the Bulls. I mean, and yeah, I haven't watched summer league for the Bulls either. But, like, I I, – I, uh, I don't even watch men's basketball. Um, if I if if I do watch a team, it's a team like that has good schemes and stuff like that. That's kind of what I watch it. You for. analyze the game. Yeah, right? I don't really watch I'll it for it. entertainment anymore. Like I said, unless it's the Bulls, and I'm I'm a I'm a watch it for entertainment. But outside of that, I really don't watch Why? the NBA. <laughs> I just can't do it. Well, what I want to now uh, I can. Bulls well, yeah, are amazing now. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all made some good y'all moves. Great. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to kind of talk about this because um, it's been well, we just kind of saw it in. Me and Ted are always big proponents of it, but it's a three-on-three basketball. Uh, I, I, you know, Don't even get me started. Man. <laughs> I know you love three-on-three. What, what, what was the conversation? You were there when, when Mr. we tried. Yeah, when we tried to talk, convince Ken G to. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, like too. All of a sudden, three-on-three is an Olympic sport, which I told him that was going to happen. Exactly. But, uh, no big deal. But no, we um, you know, I, I, I obviously I. I By did the way, I did watch. The the uh, the championship game and I didn't watch I watched zero men's Olympic games. Yes, that's good. Same. That 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 had so much passion and so much heart and that that shit was so competitive. Yeah, it, it, was. it was ridiculous. Although it took me about forty five minutes to figure out who the hell the Rock was. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm like, who? What country is right, this? Right, you know? right, right, right. But them girls played their asses off, yeah, man. And nice. They, and most importantly, they played as a team too. They all knew what to do. Yep. Where to be. Yep. You know they had they held each other accountable for everything. It was it was amazing to watch, man. I um, no with with three on three basketball. I'm, I'm you know like I said I just I played myself this last weekend with the OGs and and you know shout out to my team we won the championship so very happy about that that I could do that. Oh thank you thanks splash splash yeah. <laughs> give myself applause and a splash wow slow clap because you came clap. back later on that night and went one for thirty five. That's true wow. I did in the hardwood league I was. <laughs> I was not hard with Curry no, you're hard in that with one. Simmons. Yeah, re- yeah, you're absolutely right. I was definitely hard with Simmons that night. Um, but uh, no, three on three. I really, I want just want to point this out to the parents. If you're, you know, for the ones who're listening and the kids, um, you should definitely get your kids in it. Um, it's very much about uh, it's IQ basketball. It kind of pulls away from all the athleticism, and uh, you know, it, it forces kids to step up. Like I'm big on. Um, 
having youth do three on three during the summer, even if it's one tournament, two tournaments, whatever. Uh, I was just um, just wanted to kind of shot that out and put a focus on that. And, you know, for the kids who did it, you know, great job. Like because uh, it, it, it teaches you, you know, it forces, especially if you have kids who are just extremely athletic because you know in fast break basketball that's athletic basketball you just run and do athletic shit run and jump and all that when you cut all that away and now you're forced to have to think the game out right i have to set screen and rolls i have to cut i have to be ready for the kick out right it's a different it's a chess match now it's a chess match right um i'm gonna i'm gonna take my pieces against yours and when we're gonna go to our strengths and try to exploit your weaknesses um i just think uh that, that that's a very good thing to do um Ted, you got any words on that? I know you're a big proponent of it. Yeah, so, so Brian McCormick, who's actually a really uh, – he's from the area. Uh, he have, he has a playmaker – it's called Playmakers Basketball League, and it's a three-on-three league. Uh, it's been around for a long time, um, and it's in 23 different states, if I'm not mistaken. Jeez. Um, but he's been a big believer in that. And a lot of it has to do with the amount of touches that kids get on the basketball, the decisions that they get to make. That's the biggest thing is because in five-on-five – you are if you don't have the ball you know 80 percent of the people aren't involved in the offense so so if in three on three you got more opportunities for touches and decisions so i've always been a fan of it i've always you know said three on three should be around our kids should be playing in three on three uh we do three on three in practice so i'm a believer of it um you have to teach the concept so you understand like what you're looking for mm-hmm. to create mismatches but i i definitely believe that there should be more three on three tournaments and the directors are going to want to do it because they see it, um, and they're like, "Oh man, we can, you know, not make a quick buck, but you know, I, you could charge a specific amount uh, that you charge for the five on five, but get more games in." You right. know what I mean? So there's a there's a business element of it that you can actually win on that. But I think you get more games. You do. Yeah, they did yeah. at the grounds. Jay, shout that's out to Jay Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Definitely shout out to Jay Jackson for that. And so he's going to take some time to get used to it. But I think the 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 um, advancement of it in the in the Olympics helps a lot. Same thing with beach volleyball. I, I uh, in high school, I think they have beach volleyball as a sport. You can actually do that. You can yeah. get a scholarship now for beach volleyball. It's gonna and cool. probably the next. 10. That's what my daughter wants. To do. Yeah, <laughs> our, our daughter wants to yeah. do is beach volleyball. Very cool. Probably yeah. the next five. Well, probably by next two Olympic cycles, you'll see three on three basketball as something you can do in college. I would not be surprised at all by that. Very you know? cool. Maybe give you something to do in the springtime. When you're playing, you know, in the in the winter, and then you're done, you probably have a month off and start, you know, playing three on three in in April and May, and then school's done, and then that's it. So, Very cool. I wouldn't be surprised. So, want to get to this hot take real quick? Is accountability for athletes come becoming too hard? Like, is it hard to as coaches to kind of hold our athletes accountable? Because I, I I'm getting a sense um, that it is sometimes you light your kids up. They get all emotional. Parents get all emotional. Next thing you know, oh, we quit. We're out. We're we're done. We're going I to the team that tells us it's great. I lost a couple of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you I'm know, following your story. And I know you have. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you but, think? Well, uh, well, well. Do you think we should? Do you think? Do you think it's just just because the generation is so different, or do we as coaches need to find different ways to reach our kids? Because one thing I always try to assess, I always try to be critical of myself and make sure I'm not crossing certain lines, but I'm not going to take away the accountability component. I refuse to. That's just I have a hard fucking line there. I'm not going to I'm not your friend. Like, I just try to make that very clear to the kids. I'm not your friend. I love That's you. A privilege. I want to see you succeed. 
I have elements of being your friend, but I'm not your friend. I'm I'm like another parent. I'm someone, and just like I say, your parents shouldn't be your friends. Like you know, there's, and that's that new age parents. You know, where oh, I want to I want to go to the club with my kids. I don't fucking go to club with my kids. Like you know, Hell I mean that's no. that's a thing. Like you know, I mean like I'm so. I, I do try to reassess like how I'm communicating or, you know, you, you do have to be different with certain kids cause they have different backgrounds, things like that. But I don't know, man, it just seems like there's a tone of the, the kids and parents don't want their, don't want any accountability anymore. So I'm just curious what you guys thought about that. Well, you kind of answered my question both. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're going to got a lot to say about this, but as far as individual, yeah. I mean, like I've been learning, you know, I'll say over the last couple of years to not everybody reacts the same. Yeah. But the ultimate goal is to have your team act the same. So it's like if I have one or two kids may not, including one of my own boys, like he doesn't respond well, you know, to my veins popping out, <laughs> you know, like really in your face, not like, like in your face, but like eye eye contact. He don't do well with that, right? So yeah. I've been learning to just look, give him that look and then look away. But turn back, like, within that 10 seconds to see if he's going to do what I said he'd do. Mm-hmm. But as far as holding people accountable, I'll never switch. I'll never change that. Because if you telling them everything being okay, are you really doing your job? Like, yeah. Are you really being, you know, that coach that this parent signed up for? You know what I mean? So it's a hit or miss on both. But one of the reasons why I do respect you and, and your coaching ability is because you do hold your players accountable. And shit, you doing this with grown ass men. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know, it's easy for me, you know, doing it with third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh graders, right? Now, my team, one of my teams is going into eighth grade. My other team is 15U now. You know, it's like I noticed the, to, you know, the deep, or, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, paying attention to detail. That shit out the window down. Yeah. Like, you really got to really hold them accountable. Like, I'll tell one of my players, actually my own son, like, hey, man, be quiet in line when I'm talking. Like, I'm trying to let all 22 kids know what what what, what we're trying to do. And I may go look at the older team come back. He, You know, he loudly gagging in line, laughing and all this other stuff. I think it's a balance between the personnel. It's like three elements at play here. The, the person – they're growing into because they are because, you know, kids from seventh grade to 10th grade, they're two totally different people. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one element. The second element is the talent. Right. The talent is growing. Right. You can see their their individual gifts, the height, the athleticism, the you know what I mean? The the talent starts to overpower the foundation. Right. The fundamentals, the talent overpowers the fundamentals. That's when those kids stop doing the details they used to do when they were in sixth grade. So I'm like, I'm I'm a big proponent on jump stops. I teach jump stops more than everything because they'll learn their own. You know, they'll learn floaters and all that stuff on their own shit. They'll go to trainers for that. I want in my practice, jump stop, jump stop, jump stop, jump stop. As they get more athletic and they're dunking and stuff, I see them lean more away towards those basics. Mm-hmm. Right. And then. When their scoop layups ain't working, when their reverse layups ain't working, when all this fancy, you know, jelly fam bullshit ain't working. Now, now it's like. Can you say that again? Though? Yeah, the, the jelly fam bullshit ain't working, right? You know, it's, I say, go back to the basics. Get rid of the sizzle, right? Go back to the simple. Like, let's go back to the basics. Sixth grade basketball. That's what I always remind them. Because I usually get them in sixth grade. Sixth grade basketball, right? 
And so the talent starts to overpower the fundamental. So you got the personality and the talent. The third component is social media. Social media feeds a lot of ego. And, and that's an element that is extremely hard to fight because social media is a great tool for a coach. It may and Ted utilize the shit out of it. I know I do. It is a great tool for AU clubs. It's a great recruitment tool. It does a lot of work for you. Hence why I even have this show, <laughs> you know, but it also can be one of the hardest things to deal with when it comes to dealing with kids because they start to buy their own hype. You know, you, you're dealing with kids now that have huge social media followings. You can tell them you need to work on this, but they can post something. And if they have a following with 5,000 or more people, they ain't listening to you. They, they, they ain't listening to you because they have 5,000 <clears throat> other people telling them you're fucking amazing. Right. Even though you're the guy that was there in fifth grade when they could barely make a layup. Right. When they could barely run. You become so you're fighting all these components as a coach. So I think that's why the accountability gets harder and harder. Not to monologue too much about it, but I think that's where it comes from. You know? You're fighting three different elements and it's hard. It's just hard. Yeah, I don't I don't personally have that issue. Uh and I think it's probably in how I communicate the standards. So if you don't do it, it's not I'm not mad at you. Your team is is disappointed and i've said that word a lot to them and they're like coach that's worse than being mad i'd rather you be mad at me than disappointed i said well you're accepting less than who you really are i should be disappointed like i want you to be the best version of yourself regardless if that means success or not just the fact i can coach you at your best i can't coach you when you're trying to impress somebody else so that's that's what I say, and when I talk to them about it, I, I'm always talking about what we can do. Like, you struggled, let's say, for example, a kid struggled from shooting because they just had an off day. We haven't shot in a long time. We've been traveling on the road. I remind them. I give them context. I'm like, well, we haven't, like, we haven't practiced in three weeks. You haven't shot the ball aside from in-game or in warm-up. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. All you can focus on is... Is all the small stuff that leads to what you would consider success. Right. And are you making winning plays? Like, those are things that are important to me. So I tell them that, like, I don't care about all that other stuff. What I, we have a standard that we operate by. And if you're not falling, if you, if you're not operating under that standard, then I tell them, like, I'm not surprised at any of the results. For example, we were in Chicago and we had six players. Now, that's hard to do regardless, but you're all the way 2,000 miles away trying to figure it all out. We'd had no size. Our tallest girl was maybe 5'9". Um, and we were playing, you know, teams. We had a lot of coaches at those games. Yeah. And I told them a couple of things. I said, we're just going to have to let it fly and then defend the best we can and we're going to change things up, right? So with that being said, I said, okay, well, even if that's, the case let's write down you know 10 things that does not require putting the ball in the basket what can we control in essence right so they talk about boxing out diving on the loose ball diving on the floor for loose ball like just little stuff that we consider price of admission but mm -hmm. for them there was like they were actually putting it out on paper and so we lost i want to say we won one game but we lost all the other ones i think we had five games okay and i, I posed a question to them i said did we accomplish all the stuff that we had written out, and I went through some of it with them. They're like, no. I said, so how do we then deserve to win a game if we don't do anything that we said and we wrote down as elements of winning? Like, that doesn't compute to me. Like, it's pretty yeah. binary. Like, if you're not doing this and you said that this is what equates us being successful or being competitive, then we don't deserve to win. I'm unemotional about it. Right. Right? So, But if they're doing all of it, 
then I'm like, okay, well, what can we fix so that we're better next time? Mm-hmm. Right? That might be shooting. I might be getting to the gym earlier. But if you don't even start with what you said you were going to do, then we don't even have a conversation. Very and they, logical. And they know that about me. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit there and, and rip them a new one if stuff that they said that they wanted to commit to, they didn't do. Okay. That, that's how I approach it. And maybe no. that's just a women's side thing. No, that's no, just a very insightful way of doing it. Yeah. That's good. The accountability. Well, then, uh, last thing before move on to the last couple of things was um uh loyalty loyalty in AU basketball um uh I believe and I think I've advocated this on several shows uh the women's side has much more loyalty than the men's side boy side whatever you want to call it um but it is really really bad on the boy side right now um I know you kind of see it on my stories and even see it amongst my teams you know um kids I've had for years you know I mean uh leave uh that i have great relationships with leave um because whatever whatever reason uh it's i don't get it i I don't understand it again to me i think a kid should just have two teams at most and one team is the main team the other one's a secondary team and there's nothing wrong with that it's even better when those two coaches can collaborate right and work together and say oh well this is what he does for me what does he do for you like you know things like that i won coach i work with in particular uh clark um at ponderosa uh me and him have a great relationship uh coach um holloway at vanden he sends his kids to me we have a great relationship like we talk about these things like like aaron you know you remember big aaron yeah like you know 610 kid when he first came to me timid as shit you know he could block shots and everybody just didn't he didn't have that grit you know and clark was like i'm gonna send him to you chris because i know you gonna fucking force that out of him which I did, and he's found extremely great amounts of success. He ended up not playing with me this past July, which sucked, but I did know he was playing with Clark, and he was found tremendous success. He has six, seven, six or seven Division ones looking at him right now, Utah State, BYU, uh, Cal State Dominguez, Arizona State. Like, That's two coaches working together. That's, to me, the best way it goes. But the lack of loyalty with these kids and parents um, – Again, what, I, what I've come to understand is, especially at the high school level, and uh, it, it's, it's not about wins and losses anymore. It's about playing time. That's just simply what it all boils down to. It's about playing time. It's, a, it's about playing time, finances, um, and uh, opportunity. Grass is always greener somewhere else, right? And So they say. Yeah. Exactly. And I just, uh, I don't understand it. I, I don't understand why loyalty is such a, a, a far off thing. And especially amongst adults, it's like the kids, I kind of expect that because they're kids, they're stupid. They're going to make dumb fucking decisions anyway. Like I, if, if for the, you guys who know, who really know Anthony Williams lives with me and you guys know through his social media <laughs> and him as a person, the dumb shit he does. So it's like, I get it. Kids are just stupid. They are just going to do dumb shit, but it's the parents. It's the parents that can literally look you in the eye and lie to you. The parents that can literally, uh, you're, you're, you're a grown adult. Some of these people are older than me. And they'll sit there and I love you as a coach. We love you. We'll never leave you. We want to be here forever. And then I walk in the gym. They're in a Matt Barnes Elite jersey. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're in a, a, I see on social media, they're, they said, oh, we couldn't play for you because we're sick. I see on social media, they're in a, a, a Indiana or Atlanta playing in a showcase like that wouldn't get back to me you know we can't play with you we're gonna go play with phps i 
what motivates this? I just yeah. When did back? When did when did we get to this level of of chaos? Right. Yeah, I don't. You know, I I don't. Uh, I think maybe some of that has to do with expectations. So I don't. I don't promise anything um, at all. Uh, my my kind of standard, and I talked about it actually the first I want to say time I was on the show, mm-hmm. which was. You know, I want to get you ready for high school. I want to improve your skill set and then prepare you for college if you so choose. That's the only three things that I care about. Right. So there is no I'm going to go get you a D1 opportunity. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm going to turn you into the most prolific scorer ever. I'm not saying any of that stuff. <laughs> right. I'm just like, I want to help you with those three things. So when at the at the fundamental level, like they see that for me and I'm committed to that regardless of score, time, situation, if we lost by 20, if she had a bad game, if she had a great game, that's the consistent part. I believe everybody is just looking for something that's consistent. Yeah. Whether you're good at it or not, they're looking for something that's consistent. I mean, that's why we, we know Hardwood Palace has, like, a ton of tournaments all the time because you know what you're going to get from yes. it. You know you're going to get, consistent. you know, organization, the schedule's going to come out at this time, your schedule's not going to be moved all over the place. This is what you're going to get. So whether it, you might get a week where it's really good comp or it might be terrible, you blow everybody out, but you know – what you're going to get. And I think that's for me, what's the most important part is like a lot of, a lot of girls who struggle with leaving the team because of the dynamic that us as coaches, we've empowered a lot of them to understand, like we don't only care about these three things. You guys can care about all the other stuff. Like that's what we've worked on. So I don't know if that really, if that fixes the loyalty thing, but I do know that I haven't had as much of an issue with it just because it is not even a women's side thing because it does happen a lot on the women's side actually a lot more uh it's interesting how it happens especially at the i would say at the what are division one players you probably see that a whole lot more than the younger levels uh or the the different levels like d3 nei d2 you probably find a coach that just wants to stay with them and helps them out but d1 they know they're d1 athletes so they can shop themselves wherever they Mm want to go um I just come from the aspect of like, this is all that I, you're going to get from me. And regardless of what you might think and what your expectations are, here's what I'm giving to you. And so you can make a decision if you want to be with me or not. And then I don't expect anything from them in return. Like I'm happy that you are successful. I'm happy that you're playing for another team. I'm happy that you had a great game. I, I can help you if you have a bad game. Like I don't, I don't expect anything in return because I'm not them. I'm, I don't need, I don't need, um, uh, I don't need to play for a scholarship. I don't need validation of me and my coaching style. Like, I just don't. Not that it's the right one all the time, but I just don't need validation. I'm, my intentions are really good. So because of that, I don't think I have to worry about the loyalty thing as much. Right. I don't get caught up on it. If they play for me forever, great. If they don't, then I'll, I'll support you regardless. But um, that's what everybody said. I'm the but rare the parent, person. What about, like, like Chris said, though, it's like they telling you everything you want to hear as right. a coach. You know what I'm saying? But it's then the, they're doing something completely different. Yeah, like like why said, not just come out and say, side, you know, that that. Just, just say, hey, check this out. Hey, listen, man, I love your coaching style, but I'm on I'm on, see what I can do, what's best for my child. Right. If you come out and say that, I mean, I'm all I for that. The shit yeah, out you of know, that. like, no, no, no doubt. Like, well, I've, yeah. I've had players leave. Yep. But, you know, it's how you leave. And and it's like, I, I tell the kids, it's like, I don't care you lose. Yeah. It's how you lose. It's yeah. how you win and lose. So, like, you, you win with class, you lose with class. Yeah. You come in my program, you get in class. Yeah. I expect, you know, oh, I don't expect, but, you know. Fans hitting the mic. Sorry. I expect for you to be like, hey, you know what, it it, it might not work out, or, right. hey, you know, we looking at something else. That way, now I know 
instead of expecting you for that season. Right. Okay, I expect, you know, I, I know what you're doing now, but, right. you know, that these other eight kids that I've been holding off for two seasons, right. I'm, I'm going to hit up one of them, you know, sure, and, sure. And, instead of seeing you like you said, oh, man, I got the sniffles this weekend, but, you know, I'm on your social media. You forget I follow you. Right. <laughs> right. And you in Orange County at a showcase or, you know, wherever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, I'm an emotional coach, yeah. so I'm going to feel a certain type of way. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But it's not because I'm mad at the kid. Like you said, I'm not mad. I would never be mad at the kid. The just kids, have some integrity. You know what I'm saying? Just just come out and be honest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? A, it's okay. Like you say, I don't I don't promise you anything. Nope. Not at that. I said, well, one thing I do expect and I will demand is your full on effort. You know what I mean? If you give me your effort for, for, for this season, I guarantee I won't guarantee, but I'm pretty sure you'll be a lot closer to your goal that you wanted right. than when you started. Right. I mean so, it, it's you know, and I on the on the other side of it, I do think it's it's um a part of it too is how coaches interact, and that kind of leads to the last thing I want to talk about before we close out of here. It was just um you know with the flakiness of the parents and how annoying that is, and just the you know kind of the dishonesty. And again, let me make this very clear: it's not all parents. So let me not make a blanket statement like I'm saying this is all parents. If I had to put a percentage on it, I want to say it is a good about. 25 maybe 30 percent of parents that behave in this way um i still say for the most part i've been lucky enough to have good parents who buy and stuff but even through the courses of any one of my teams i've i've had to players have left right had to deal with flaky situations the whole with every single team i've ever had and but i always had a core that's why that's why i'm saying like 30 percent because i always ended up with a core six or seven you know what I mean? You could look at my 16U. They're a great – well, they're about to be 17 They're a great culmination of that because Ted literally saw their evolution from the beginning, um, Matt and Jaden in their group. You know, the core of that group is Trevor, Cab, Benny, uh, Jaden Hurtado, Eli, Matt, you know what I mean, Daniel, Chick, Boutre. Like, that's, that's my core, seven core or eight. eight you know, seven, like seven or eight. But we started off with, like, ten or eleven. Don't right? matter, so, but for you to sustain eight out of those eleven. True. That, you're doing a damn good job. Well, yeah, no, and I'm very – blessed and lucky in that but that's what i'm saying like that's you know i understand that that's rare and not normal you know nowadays and but i do think on the coaching side of it we we enable a lot of this behavior because there's a lot of coaches that so when it and ted knows this and i think i've even talked to you about this so and and i think i've said it in the show but if i haven't let me say it again when a player asks to leave a team and come play for me my first response to that parent Talk and that player coach. is always, have you talked to your coach? Have you had a conversation with them about it first? And then even after I say that, I even after they say, yes, we did, we kind of told them we wanted to come check your practice out, things like that. I said, okay, well, then I asked two questions. One, is your coach willing to have a conversation with me? Because I don't want them to feel that, because I always have to keep in mind the hat that I wear with, the, with being the YBA entity, right? We're, we're looked at as like, this big juggernaut, at least in this area, for sure, that, oh, they just take. They just take whatever kid they want. They just take talent, tank, take. And it's like, no, that's not how we operate at all. It's just the door's always open, and whoever wants to walk through, they have the choice and option to do it, whether you want to be a coach, a trainer, whatever. And so I say, you know, is that coach willing to talk to me? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. That's that's okay. All I can do is extend the olive branch, right, because I want to have a good rapport and relationship. And then, you know, the, the the second thing I say is, you know, after you've had that conversation on why you're leaving and things like that, let me, what did that 
what did that program not fulfill or what did they not do that makes you think um, you want to go or leave in combination? Do you want to just, I always try to find a balance. Do you want to do both teams and just let me know which one's the priority? Is it, is it going to be my team or is it going to be theirs? You know what I mean? And that, and I'll try to work with each situation, but this is the key factor. I know most coaches don't do that. I know that <laughs> you, and you guys who listen in or who listen to the show, don't, I don't give a shit if what anybody tries to say, no, he don't know. I, I know the fuck I'm talking about. Most of you guys do not move that way. If one, we just talk about best eighth grader in my club right now, Muhammad Singleton, that boy decides to leave and go anywhere. None of you fucking coaches are calling me Hell asking, no. <laughs> Chris, why would Muhammad leave you? That boy. You just seeing the talent come towards you. Exactly. exactly. Like right. you, none of you are calling me saying, Chris, what's going on, man? Like Muhammad's been rocking with you for years. He's been a YBA kid since he was in third grade. Like why, why is he leaving all of it? None of you. Right. You say, oh yeah, come on, come play. Right. And then, and then laugh and then laugh in my face about it. Not to my face, but you know, yeah. you know, laugh about it or talk about it on the side. That's the enabling part that I think is breeding this disloyal culture. And ultimately, I'm saying this segment because it's got to stop. Just parents. But it ain't, though. I know. But I, but I'm going to be the voice on record to say it needs to stop. And because I'll be the bad guy. I, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'm just going to say my truth and my opinion. This is my truth and my opinion. Parents, you need to start breeding more of an honest culture in AAU basketball. It's okay. I personally think coaches... I believe more coaches out there can take the honesty than not. There are some of those who will give you backlash straight up. There are some of those coaches who be petty and, you know, try to talk about behind your kids back. They want to see them fail. There are coaches like that, but that's because there's just so many AAU teams now. Like they're just, there's just two, there's so many. So you're going to run into that. But I do think more coaches would appreciate honesty. At least the ones I talk to and the ones I sit down and have conversations with would much more appreciate honesty than, than the deception and the and the games being played. And coaches, I challenge you guys, have more rapport with the people around you. We all see each other all the time. You know what I mean? You go to courtside, you go to hardwood. Even if you go to these out-of-town events, you start to see the same coaches. You start to see the same people. You know what I mean? Especially in the NorCal area, we should be able to have dialogues with each other. It's, it's not a war. It's not a – there is no keen of AAU. <laughs> it's an infinite game. We're all just trying to play. We're all just trying to play. And so I think if those kind of two things happen, then what hopefully happens is it trickles down to the kids and shows them a better way to behave as they grow older, right? Because ultimately that's that's what the one of the factors of why I coach. I want to be the change I want to see in this world. I want to actually be the change. I don't want to just talk about it. I don't want to be the change. And part of that is I want to teach kids it's okay to have honor. It's okay to have respect. It's okay to be loyal. It's okay to fail. Too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right? Be it's the okay change. To fail. So that's just, you know, my PSA, I guess. I'm trying to you know get what I'm saying? But there. also, would you agree that, you know, maybe we ought to start, you know, holding coaches more accountable too? Absolutely. Because a, a lot of the time, too, on, on the other side, too, is these parents are being sold a dream. You know what I mean? Like, hey, come to my program, man. I got three pair of brand new shoes for your for your son, a new backpack. We got these new top of the line uniforms. 
oh, I, I can see you as a starter. You a starter, you a starter, you a starter. So you get there, you lead your program. Like you said, the grass is not always greener on the other side. From what I say, you put that word elite on it, anybody's elite. <laughs> well, well, that too. <laughs> you put that, that word elite, everybody's elite now. That, I, I said something to my kids the other day, and they all started laughing. I said, if all you motherfuckers are elite, who the fuck is average? <laughs> I asked them that. That's I said, because last time I checked, average are always the majority. They're always the majority. Period. Like, look. Look the stats up. It's on census statistics, FBI statistics. I mean, shit, I look up blackdemographics.com. I mean, just because I'm a black man. Like, the average earning man in the U.S. is $42,500. Guess who the majority of men are? Average. <laughs> I mean, like, if if you earn 90K or above, you're 10% of earners in this country. You're the elite 10%. If you are above, I think it's 500 or 600K, you're the top 1%. So it's like... If everybody's elite, if everybody's fucking amazing, who are the average normal basketball players? That's literally what I tell my kids all the time. I guess wreck. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, coaches, we got to stop feeding this this sentiment of everybody's elite. I tell my kids all the time. I had a kid sit down with me the other day. Um, he's a 6'3 power forward, about to be a junior. Asked me. 6'3 co- yeah, power forward? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Let me, shit, I'm 6'3. He, <laughs> he asked me. <laughs> Not going to work. He, he, exactly. He asked me, he said, Coach, um, what, 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 you know, what college or what level do you think I could play at? And I was like, co- collegiate level? He's like, yeah. I said, um, as a power forward right now? Yeah. I said, um, they have intramural teams. Yeah. <laughs> they have intramural teams. You could be in college. No. I said, you being a 6'3 power forward, no way. Right. I said, you might, might have a chance at NAI at best. Or if you are a very high GPA kid, you can walk onto a Division three somewhere. And they'll right. just take you because D3s are just happy to take you. I said, um, but the likelihood of that, no. I said, you are a junior. you got to expand your game. you got to become minimum a stretch four, whatever you want to call it. I played the two to the four. Yeah, I, you know, but there are a lot of coaches that aren't necessarily willing to have that type of a tough conversation because, again, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing I think that's rooted in all this kind of deception and stuff is money. Mm-hmm. Just the reality of it, it's money. You know, there's a lot of money to be made in bad basketball. We talk about that all the time. Tet. Um, there's a lot of money to, there, there's a lot of money being exchanged that people feel they can exploit and it's, it's not right. And it's unfair. You know, I, I've, uh, coach Ozell when he was over at a course side, you know, and he, he told me, I'm just talking general conversation. He told me some things and, you know, and this is just me speaking on my side. You guys know me, you guys, that's the unique part about tonight and you guys being in this room with me you know me like you saw from being in the studio apartment to <laughs> uh, you I know mean, i didn't know you since you had waves <laughs> i knew you when you had waves the coldest waves and coldest waves in the sack bro like you know me and it's like you guys have seen my evolution some of the things i've heard people think and say about me it's just we're so fucking ridiculous and off base because they don't know me right they know what i put on instagram or facebook which is mainly just basketball and a few political views and shit like that but and my kids you know but they don't um 
they don't know me. So I just think it's, um, it's very interesting to see like the perceptions and how it plays out in AAU basketball. Right. You know, uh, there's people who think I'm an asshole. Oh, you are. You are. Yeah. Okay. So, we, thank we, you. We, we got that, Ted? We're talking about the basketball me. Y'all talk about okay. the basketball me. No, well, for, to be fair, general. I am an asshole probably Just in life. Just in general. Most people have the AC on right now, but you uh, but got this, bro, you got I, right the It is on. That's the sad part. It's fucking uh, terrible in here. <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you guys for suffering through this. But you know what? I will say this. Um, and Chris, you're actually pretty smart. You said, I'm not going to bring chocolate into the podcast room because yeah. it would end up melting. melting. Yeah. So, good job, Chris. Thank actually, you. I'm going to give you a little bit of promise. Oh, thank you. I, yeah. I'm glad you recognize that. That's, a, that's, a, that's like college education. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I just, I just want to see – I want to see us do better as a community, as a basketball community. main reason is because it's predominantly black men in this community. And and I, you guys know, I'm a big proponent on just that in general, that unity and trying to. If anything, these past few years have showed us we need each other even more than ever. I don't know if you remember not to cut you off. We tried something about. Yeah, we did. What was that about a year and a half ago? Almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Try to get all those brothers together and help yeah. each other out. Oh, man, how long did that last? It. Make sure you the group me. I mean, <laughs> it, it's crazy though. It's wild, right. man. You know. Instead of trying to hate, we, 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 I mean, instead of trying to support, we hate. Yeah. But, but, but smile, smile on your face though. Absolutely. October 20th, 2020. The last time somebody says something in that group chat. And it was about 40 something people in that. Yeah. It's just trying. I mean, like I said, all we can do is make the attempt, be the change. Right. And that's why I try to use this podcast, use this platform to teach and, and get things out there. And, you know, hopefully people are listening. I mean, if people that don't, like I said, don't even, I, me and Ted joke about it all the time. Even people that don't like me from afar, don't like YBA, I'm like, hey, come sit on the fucking couch and explain why. Like, sit down with me, look at me face to face, and let's talk about it. Like, I like grown men. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, I think the culture of of AAU's it has a, so much tremendous positive. It really does. Mm-hmm. It really does. But it's kind of being overshadowed by the darker side of it, and we got to change that. You know what I mean? I think it's on us to change that. Yep. And that's just, you know, my take on it. No, you hit on a nutshell. I, mean, I don't have too much more to say about it. Just, uh, you know, I still love AAU, you know, for the good people. You know, that's really doing it for the right reasons. They inspire me to continue to do what I'm doing, you know. I feel like if I was one of those frauds, you know what I'm saying, there would be no control chaos. Um, if I was one of those frauds, it wouldn't be no opportunity to coach a hot shots. You know, I got other my other brothers looking at me. I mean, Ted younger than me, but I look up to him. To me, it's not about an age; it's about knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So if I can grow as a as a person, as a as a coach, you know, and help you know these kids in my community, I can go to bed at night. <laughs> you know yeah, what right. I mean? I don't care if we shit like you said. You was one and five in Chicago. I mean, there's been plenty of times I didn't, I didn't took my team and we got bashed by 30, 40. You know what I'm saying? But we still having a good time. We still doing film study. Coach, why are we doing this? We got blown out. <laughs> this is the reason why you got blown out. Yeah. So when you see me, you know, veins popping out, trying to explain something to you, go home, look in the mirror first, look at yourself, then go look at that film. Because film don't lie. You know? So I happen to, you know, be fortunate enough to have a, you know, a good, 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 solid core, like you said, 
You know, mine, mine goes nine deep, you know, but it wouldn't be that way if I wasn't who I am and, and, and being truthful, even though sometimes the truth hurts. But you know what? They'd rather hear it than hear it from somebody else. So, you know, um, like I said, I'm looking forward to Oakland this weekend. We're planning a tournament out there. Do I expect us to win? Yeah. Shout out to grassroots. But, but, you know, as far as, you know, winning, it's not necessarily on the scoreboard. Like you said, we always have a game plan. Us coaches have a game plan. Before we go, well, good coaches will have a game plan to, to put you in a, a position to succeed. Right. So, you know, if if I clearly know there's a team out there we're about to play, I know we go lose. Okay, well, I'm still go teach. I'm still go coach you to win, right. because you can either get blown out by sixty, not you just going looking at the name or, or a high profile player. Or you can lose by 20, 25 working your ass off. Yeah. To me, that's a win. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Absolutely. So especially you got like I said, you got these triple holdbacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if if you if you making them work yep. and, and you doing what you supposed to do, when you that age, you gonna be ten times better. Yep. Hell no. No, um, no, I think uh, I think overall, obviously, like this being a, a, a one of our longer episodes, but that's only because we've been gone for a month. But I'm glad I have these two brothers, and thank you for guys for taking your night out. And yeah. you know, I Thanks know for um, me. I know you guys work your ass off, and I do appreciate it, Ted. Thank you for Ted being. I want to square up right now. Bro, <laughs> like, let me say this on if camera, he man. More that, energy. That, that's the goat man. right now. He's just tired, man. He didn't so work. Tired. He didn't work 28 hours and 24 oh, hours. That. Exactly. And and no, I, I everybody out there just want you guys to know we appreciate you. If you're listening, if you made it through the whole episode, God bless you because I know most people break it out into increments. But, <laughs> but no, I want to give quick shout outs uh, for Ball Dogs, Omar for filming, uh, Farley from Beach City Hoops, Coach Ozell, West Coast Elite, Simply Basketball, Terrence and you guys doing a great job. My Patreon members, you know, sign up for the Patreon. If you haven't, please support the show. We really appreciate it. Ty appreciates it. That's why, how I'm able to pay this man for all the camera work he does. Um, you know, uh, Jay Jackson for your three-on-three and your top-notch tournaments. OJ at Corsite, Brian at San Francisco Soldiers. Uh, we really appreciate you, man. We really appreciate everything you're doing. The summer showdown was a good success for the high school guys. Um, again, Montel, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And, uh, oh, well, I, I don't know if we got his wife in the camera, but she's here too. Oh, so. Just want <laughs> to make everything goes round. Yeah. yeah, right. But no, we appreciate you guys big time. Uh, Ted, again, thank you for being here and taking your time. Um, Ty, can't say it enough. I appreciate you always, brother. Your uh, your baby's coming soon, right? Congratulations, oh Ty. See me. Congratulations. I have two boys. Lord have mercy. Two boys, man. Yeah. No, 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 not twins. I, my oldest I'm just about turned to say, three. Try having twins, man. man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. My lady's a twin. That's enough. Oh, my my oldest just turned three, and uh, we have another one due first week of September. So wow, that's what's up. Here with the man. 
man. Yeah, we gonna crack out these next couple pods. Yeah, we'll yeah, see we're back we're, we're hopefully trying to get back to a routine. We'll have two great episodes. Uh, shout out to Mark in San Diego. He'll be back Friday, so we'll have our episodes next week coming up. Um, thank you guys who've been listening. Thank you supporting. It's much appreciated. Um, again, we just want to keep getting basketball out there. We want to change the culture. We want to be the change. And I appreciate you guys taking the time, supporting, listening. And we are out.